0: This show is distributed by Sun Quilt. Welcome.
1: Welcome to episode two hundred and two of Texing, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Well, hello there, Jason. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. This is uh its kind of weird, actually, looking at you in the face as I'm talking to you. This is like our first podcast we've ever recorded where we're in the same room, actually talking to each other for real.
0: Except for the uh, car ride to uh, the microconf. Yeah, but well, we didn't
1: have to look at each other. You were looking at the road. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> So this is a,
0: this is a new thing. All right. So, uh, so here we are sitting in your, what, is this is your guest bedroom.
1: Yeah. Because right now, uh, Georgie is having a party next door and, uh, we had to, well, you didn't want to record it there.
0: Well, I don't know how you can record a podcast in front in the middle of a room full of people doing other things like eating and cooking and
1: I could do it. That wouldn't be a problem because like, I guess maybe from practice from being on stage with a guitar or whatever, like you just get to just ignore everything. You just the show must go on. Focus on the show.
0: Yeah, I I can't do two things at once too well. It's like I can't even talk and drive very well. Like, I can't have a long conversation. Sandy would always get frustrated with me because I, once I get – if we had, say, someone in the car with us and I'm going on about something, all of a sudden I start driving slower – and slower. And she's yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, it's... I remember this one time uh, I had some... There's three of us, two friends of mine and I. We were driving, trying to drive down San Diego. Yeah. And I think I missed three highway switches on the drive down. Oh, Georgie does three that. Three times. So I've never happened to me before, but we're, I was so deep in the conversation yeah. that I kept missing I'm Like, I don't know how many times... I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I think well, the other guy... One of the guys in the in the car with us had never met me before, so he must have thought I was some kind of, like, absent-minded idiot yeah. or something.
1: <laughs> so, um... Well, hey, well I don't know what you've got on your clipboard there, because you've walked in, you've got a Like, you look like a sports commentator right now with your whole clipboard of clipboard of uh, subjects. But what i got to say is we've got to start with the fact that the wives did an awesome show. Is that what you're you going to start
0: yeah, with? Yeah, as you can see, that's number one. That's <laughs> number, number one. Yeah, number one uh, topic. So, um... Yeah, you know, yeah. What was it like? There's, I mean, I guess if it was you, better than expected, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I thought it, I thought they did a great job. You know, I mean, like, if you just look at the comments though, mm. I mean, they were across the board extremely positive.
1: I think that's the most commented on episode that we've ever had. Like, just because normally there'll be like thirty five comments or whatever, but will you will be half of them.
0: <laughs> well usually not that many it's more like 12 or 16 comments not 30 some i think i only was, commented twice
1: this was actual like 30 people commented said what what an awesome show yeah.
0: well i think i think it had to do with the fact that people's expectations were were kind of in one area like I, I i could tell by by people's comments that a lot of people came in with a certain amount of apprehension like you know is this going to work is this going to be a mistake you know, having their wives come on the show. They've obviously had no experience doing this. Yeah. Right. I mean, they may be doing it, not because they want to do it because we talked them into doing it. You know, so you can see why there's a lot of reasons why it might not work. And the fact that it seemed to have worked well, um, I think, I think
1: also, I mean, what may have helped is that because Georgie has done a lot of, uh, I guess, therapy uh, facilitation. Yeah. So she kind of took that role of facilitator, which worked quite well. 'Cause you kind of need someone to guide the way the whole thing goes. So yeah. she naturally fell into that.
0: Well, you know, actually it was funny. I thought she performed sort of your role as sort of like the host. Right. You're more the host, you're sort of setting things up. I'm more the color man. I go off on all my crazy tangents. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, long stories and, and whatever. And so and um Sherry and so Sandy, but Sandy was more like me. She was more telling more stories. And she was uh I think Georgie was asking questions. She would have she would give her opinion a little bit, but then be more as a way of setting up. Yeah. Uh, Sandy, Sandy would kind of go off, talk about her st- you know maybe tell a story, maybe give her opinion, in depth opinion on something, and then Sherry was kind of playing like kind of laid back, like Rob when he's on our show. Yeah. <laughs> like, really sweet, really nice, just like Rob.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there are reflections that you know, I, I, but is it is it too kind of. I don't know. Self-serving to say that our wives are a reflection of us. I mean, I'm not sure. I
0: don't know. I don't know if it's just randomly it worked out that way, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it makes sense that um, the reason that uh, Sherry is the way she is is because Rob is such a nice guy, and so they're kind of that's why they're together. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You kind of got body slammed. <laughs> I got kind of half body slammed, and he got off. And Rob got off easy. I mean, Sherry was like, "Oh, he's just the, the best husband of the world." Yeah. You kind of got like. I felt like Georgie was 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 expressing a lot of frustration. with tried how to figure you out, how to.
1: The thing is, I mean, she, she, taking the role of facilitator, she was, in some ways, she already had answers to some of those questions. She already knew, but she was posing the questions so that there was discussion about it. That's what yeah. you do as a facilitator. Yeah,
0: and Sandy is like she's she 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 agreed that I was frustrating, but she'd already gotten past it. Right. <laughs> oh, Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah he's he's still paying the butt, but yeah. this is, is kind of
1: yeah how I see it. Georgie hasn't quite caught there yet,
0: but you know, I, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm really. I was relieved that it went so well, and I was obviously very happy. I would, I would have sucked. If it had been kind of an egg, and we'd kind of laid an egg on that one, <laughs> you know. If it, if, if, because uh, we, they might have felt like we set them up. Yeah. If it failed, like they, they could, they could have easily thought, well, you know, we obviously didn't do it. Had really, there was no practice there was no we just kind of threw us in and it wasn't very good so you know you guys kind (laughs) of hung us out the drop so is
1: it true that sandy never takes any of your advice
0: no 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 that's not true (laughs) in fact in fact i have a list of corrections so i I have i have a list of things that i wanted to uh clarify oh really okay Okay, so, so yeah so one of the things that she said was that i didn't so, I, I, yeah, the, the one thing she said was I didn't take her advice. Yeah. That she never. That, that, I'm sorry, that she never takes a, 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 my advice. Right. Okay. So we're sitting here listening to this. I pause it, and I look, and I'm like, really? You <laughs> never take advice? She's like, well, okay, maybe I do. <laughs> i like, give me a break. <laughs> nice. So that's not true at all. Now, she she generally is not a, an advice seeker. I mean, she's a pretty confident person. She's smart. She does her research, and so she, she's pretty confident about what, what she wants to do and how to do it. So she's not going around going like, how should I do this? Or I just don't know. She just, she pretty much got it. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, we'll have discussions about things. And obviously I'm prone to say, well, what about this? Or what about that?
1: So that's not true. <laughs> Was she like in world federation, world uh wrestling mode, in kind of smack down and like maybe a little bit more bravado than normal? I think a little bit. You know,
0: oh, I God. think, I think anytime you're being recorded, you're not quite yourself. Yeah. Georgie was the same. Yeah. I think, I, I think they came off a little more badass than, <laughs> than they probably meant to, but well, that's, you- that's fine. I mean, okay. So here, here are a couple of over clarifications I'd like to, okay. one, I did not stalk Sandy. Remember? She said oh, yeah. how we met. <laughs> she, she said, said you stalked I, her. No. Okay. I did not stalk her. So here's how I met her. I, I was going up, I, I was a senior and she was a freshman. Yeah, And I was, I was injured coming. I had a, I don't know what, it, I can't remember. It's pulled a hamstring or something coming out of, uh, yeah. coming out of soccer season. And that, and soccer season ended like a week or two before tr- indoor track started. So I was going up to, to practice to kind of give an update to the coach and say, Hey, so here's my status. Cause I had talked to him a few weeks before that, I think. And so I went up there and, um, she's up there, you know, with some of the other sprinters working out. Yeah. And I go up and talk to him and i and, uh, and I just kind of notice her and I'm like, huh. Yeah, that's a cute one, right? Yeah. And uh, so I kept her in my mind, you know, because I thought she, I, cause I, like I said, I thought she was really cute. And then um, I think I don't know if it was this day in particular. I think it was within a week or two of this. I was I was kind of I had been thinking about getting, not going to get a haircut, and the bus that takes out to the furthest dorm where she lived went out where
1: to near where I was. Oh, this is your story. And I so
0: see. I saw her get on the bus. I'm like, yep. I'm going to get a haircut. Okay. <laughs> and so I just use it as a good reason to go. So I, I, you know, I, I went and got on the bus and I sat on the aisle across from her.
1: And I it's funny how I the just... years changed the truth. That's how you remember it in your mind, but she remembers it as stalking. Well,
0: of course it was me <laughs> doing the action. So, right. So I think yours is a simplified that yeah, I didn't stalk her, but I definitely tracked her down. All right. <laughs> and I definitely made the move. So, there's okay. honor in that. All right. The second thing, it's the bat cave. Not the nerd hall. <laughs> I, we, People love that. People really thought that was hilarious. I think, I think we just need to get that straight. <laughs> the Batcave, not the nerd hall. That's where I work. All right. Um, who was the other one? Oh, um, what, one thing that she said was that, uh, and I, I think this is a lot of times when, we, when, when we're talking, even now, it's easy to mistake things. Yeah. You say the opposite of what you mean. Usually, people from the context figure out what you meant to say. Yeah. So she goes, she's all like, I do 98% of the stuff around the house. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, now it's making me look like I'm some kind of a jackass. Like, all I do is sit in there and, 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 you know, do my computer thing. And then I just don't do anything. So, have you never taken out the trash? Yeah. So, like, you know, I make the bed, I take out the trash, I, I do the dishes after dinner. I put the dishes But also, away. you're quite a
1: clean freak anyway, aren't I'm, you? I'm,
0: yes, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, kind of obsessive compulsive about that stuff. So yeah. I'm the one who cleans everything. I, I, she does a lot more of the cleaning, but I do a lot of the day, like, picking stuff up. Dirty clothes, dirty glasses, you know, right, here's okay. a, you know some trash floors. So, like so I just, like, people were listening to get the impression that, like, yeah. you know, I just abdicate all responsibility other than writing code, which she would agree to. Now, that said, she still does, you know, a lot more than I do. But you know, I do as much as I can. So, the uh, oh, the other thing she said, she said that I changed the idea to prezo while she was in the hospital in labor.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I think (laughs) that was a good story, though. It wasn't quite, I think it was, you know, what I think she was in labor actually, but she wasn't in delivery. I mean,
1: so like, no, Yeah, as she's having the baby, you're like, listen, listen, dear, I'm yeah, going to change our whole uh, business. You, you know, because I think she gave birth at like five, six in the
0: morning or seven in the morning, right? Yeah. I think she went to labor the night before. But, you know, when you go to, you know, it's not like in the movies where your wife goes in labor and she's like, you know, going... <laughs> You know the breathing exercises. Yeah. You're flipping out. I mean, yeah. she was like, "I, you know, I think I'm. Um, I think my contraction started." So you go to the hospital, and everything's pretty laid back, and you know, because it's gonna be a number of, it's gonna be many hours before so the actual. During starts. those
1: process, during those hours,
0: so you go and you go to one room. You've got a lot to talk another. about. Yeah, I well, mean,
1: you're sitting in a room for like. I mean, sure. Why wouldn't you talk about your new business idea? I mean. Well, just you know, makes sense. That's, uh, like, we're just sitting in
0: there. I'm like, hey, you know, so I'm thinking about the, uh, <laughs> so now, you know, I think she was true. That actually is accurate now I think about it. But I just think we get the impression that she's like, you know, doing breathing, you know, in, in her, like, you know, contractions are, you know, really painful. I'm like, honey, hey, guess what? I think I want to change
1: directions. <laughs> okay. that The very fact you're sitting here with a printed out piece of paper that says co- corrections about Sandy definitely shows me that you're OCD. X's clarifications. clarifications. I wanted to clarify a few things. You actually printed that out. Oh,
0: and the, the the last thing I wanted to clarify. She goes. She said that like when I hired her to work for Renaissance Research Group, my first yeah. startup that I had with Phil, my buddy Phil. She said that my boss got angry. So actually, obviously, I didn't have a boss, right? Because it was my company, right? Like right? Phil, it was a startup. Yeah. But what we did is what the the thing was is that our uh, investors were a big, huge trading firm. They had several floors of the two, I mean, three, I think three floors of the Chicago Federal Reserve yeah. building. We were one of many different sort of funded startups. So wh- what is this
1: cor- correction in relation to? Well, so I hired her,
0: yeah. I didn't run it past the investors. You know, it wasn't my boss. I wasn't oh, held oh. to ask anybody. Okay. You know, that said, they still get upset like they thought I
1: should ask them. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But guess I what? That. I
0: don't ask investors what right. I'm going to do, okay. you know? Yeah. And they got a little perturbed because, you know, whatever. They thought they had more control than they did.
1: But, but in, 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 I mean, in the truest sense of the word, your investors are your boss, in some, you know, in I mean, you could say anything, my wife's yeah. my boss, my client's my boss. Right, right. I, I
0: mean, it's, it, I think what, what you have to be clear like, you know, they people get the impression when you say your boss got angry that, you know, there's a certain type of relationship there that wasn't there. Yeah. But they did, yeah, obviously they got upset when they heard that I hired somebody without even talking to them about it. But the thing was they fell in love with her. Yeah. Right. Because all of a sudden she helped turn us into a couple of guys writing code into an operational company that was with sitting, a woman
1: answering the phone. <laughs>
0: That's right. Well, you know, we got, we got, we got suits and we had like, all of a sudden now we were had like, yeah, marketing material and we had, our accounting was being done correctly yeah. and we had, uh, you know, business trips set and appointments made and invoices. I mean, you know, she kind of like squared all that away. Anyway, that's, that's enough about that topic, but I just okay. wanted to clarify a couple of things. So I, I, when I first
1: listened, I'm like, okay, there's a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, long story short, um, it was, it was a great show. Uh, it got really received really well, and I was very very proud of all of them. So,
0: yeah, I thank was you, too.
1: thank you to our wives for doing an awesome yeah, they, they two hundred. That. that was yeah.
0: cool. Um, so I want to ask you. So you're been in Pasadena now, like
1: what, two three weeks? I think I'm almost. Yeah, yeah, two weeks, two weeks at this stage. So how you feeling? It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yep. It's What's- really good. This this apartment's good as you can see. We've got a jacuzzi right outside, a jacuzzi, and we've got a pool there um it's full of life and uh we've got great ac well you
0: know actually it does feel kind of like a little resort-ish because of yeah. the style of the apartment
1: yeah it feels like a resort i do actually feel am i on vacation right now like that's I, what
0: i'm thinking every day it, looked, it looks like one of those places i remember when we when i grew growing up in atlanta we would go to uh on vacation to like hilton head yeah Island right or something yeah. and the way the buildings look these are the two or three story
1: you know brownstone buildings with the all the flowers and the wall. So, I guess, so you feel like you're on vacation. It, I do, yeah. And then, of course, my new job with Idea Labs and Uber Media is great. Uh, so, I'm just walking up the road every day. Um, well,
0: I don't think you've talked about it on the show. Nobody even knows about that. Oh,
1: they don't? No. Oh, that's just just, just a you and me thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh.
0: So, well, first, I, before we get to that, though, I want to ask, so, you know, you... I mean, does you feel comfortable to you yet? I mean, do you feel like it feels like home, or does it feel kind of weird?
1: Oh, we're st- still getting into it. I mean, it feels... Good, because it's Los Angeles. Like We we already came to Pasadena quite a lot anyway when we lived here. Because we used to live in West Hollywood. We've lived all over uh, Los Angeles anyway. We've lived West Los Angeles, North um, in Hollywood. So actually, we'd come to Panko to Dan quite regularly already. So Pasadena was somewhere we knew.
0: Well, how does it feel different than, say, uh, Glendale, which is, you know, 10 minutes away?
1: I guess the nice thing about Pasadena versus Glendale is glendale has all the amenities that pasadena has like they both have all the amenities they have all the cute stores and stuff but but pasadena just has this old world feel to it it feels like it's from the 40s or something like that right. and it feels more quaint and it's prettier and that's in some ways it's organized better it's just kind of structured nicer so you can kind of go in you've got the apple store you've got the middle of the town all the people are very young and funky and it feels kind of trendy and i guess with the jpl labs being uh nearby no jp the,
0: the jet propulsion Lab, jpl yeah,
1: jpl and, and yeah caltech. jpl and caltech so there's a lot of people who are kind of on our wavelengths walking around you know mm-hmm. similar to yourself and myself so it yeah it feels good That's it Feels cool. good i like so it
0: so let's 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 hear it. well i'm you know i'm glad because obviously i pushed pretty hard yeah if i had been wrong then you would have been pretty pissed be like yeah Thanks for the uh, suggestion. We hate it here, and you just screwed up my year. No.
1: Well, it's good, and and we're you know yourself and myself are pretty close to each other as well because you're living just down the road. Um, so we get to do a show like this. I mean, maybe this could become a regular thing. Maybe we could even get cameras into the show, which is my next plan. Do video? Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. That's kind of like uh, we could shock our listeners because where we put our photos, <laughs> we've got our little headshot or little, fo- you know, I don't know, I don't know, headshots, but we put you know pictures of ourselves. On the uh, was that the album, album art is that what you call it? yeah the cover? just the, cover, the and cover I think we freaked our freaked our listeners out because we didn't look anything like people thought we looked
1: yeah our voices sound different to our faces yeah
0: so I don't know we get we get a video and people might be like dude I it's totally weird me out
1: I think it'd be good I think it could make the show really take off we'll get billions of listeners get billions <laughs>
0: right that's your
1: your favorite uh, goal it's gonna be a billion dollar idea yeah so so Uber Media Uber Media idea so that's a
0: story. Oh, you want the story? Well, you know, I mean, I think you got to start. Nobody even knows about what
1: has no context for this. So um, let's just say that I was working for Company 52. And with Company 52, uh, basically, they were paying me to develop Plug But Company 52 started to have some cash flow issues from the work that they were bringing in. Mm -hmm. So there was a point where they didn't have enough work to pay everyone in the company and also pay myself. So I thought, well, I better go out and start looking for a job. And I knew that I was moving to Pasadena, so I Googled Pasadena PHP and um, Pasadena PHP jQuery, something like that. Mm-hmm. And up comes Uber Media, and I'm like, uh, "Oh, Uber Media Idea Labs, yeah, I know, I know those guys. Isn't that Bill Gross? That's Bill Gross, who uh, is the guy who basically thought of Apple uh, of Google's revenue model, basically the whole advertising system. Yeah, was
0: it Overture or something? Like?
1: And he, they, they, I mean, Bill Gross has done so much. I mean, he's a legend, right? Mm-hmm. They, he, City Search. Picasa, Yeah, there's yeah. a ton of them. L- loads of different things. Anyway, so it was really interesting. Like Ubermedia itself has purchased like five different Twitter clients. Mm, okay. So they have like Echophon and uh, some other ones and they work on Windows and Mac and they've got Firefox and they've got mobile, and all these different things. And they're looking for a PHP front end guy. And I'm like, well, a, P- well, a jQuery front end guy. And I'm like, wow, I happen to have the perfect product that's, you know, a Twitter client. It's all built in jQuery and JavaScript. I bet you that if I was to go into those guys, that you know, that they would think, yeah, this is, this guy has relevant experience. So I walked in off the street, like I just basically walked you just in,
0: walked the front door with your laptop,
1: walk through the front door. I did. I just had my laptop and and a, uh, a resume. So the <laughs> so the guy at the desk, he's like, Hey, hi. Uh, what are you doing? Do you have an appointment? I'm like, No. I'm just looking for a job. <laughs> and he's like, he's, he's, like for a job. he's like, you're looking for a job. You just walk in. He said, D- did you make an appointment? I'm like, no. He's like, um, okay, just wait here. And he goes and gets someone. So they come out and I show them my resume and they're like, oh yeah, well yeah, come in, come in, come in. So we kind of go into the back room and, um, I spoke to them and told them my experience and they said they couldn't actually, the, the Uber media team and the CTO of Uber media couldn't speak to me on that day, but they scheduled, uh, I think this was the Friday and on the Monday I went in for the, for an interview and they kind of tag team me, uh, like three three of the Uber Media people um, just interviewed me one after the other. I showed them Plugio, walked them through the code base, and uh, next the Monday after I started work there. So
0: well, Monday, no, it was a couple of weeks, wasn't it?
1: Uh, was it maybe two weeks? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there was
0: a period of time, and then you and I were discussing what your negotiation strategy should be. <laughs> you know, whatever. you know
1: something. Working in Uber Media in an office like so, now I'm doing four hours a day. I'm I'm basically turning up at nine. Finishing at one and I, I used to hate working in an office, but now actually going in, it's so comfortable. It's like, so like life is so good. You go in on a Monday morning and there's like, cause, cause this company's big. I mean, idea labs is big. There's like 100 it's a hundred people. idea ma- lab, idea lab,
0: singular idea, singular. Idea
1: okay. Fair enough. Idea lab.
0: Well, you worked after so you should so yeah. say it right It's,
1: it's, it's big. It's actually like an episode of, uh, of of New Girl or Friends or something like that. It's kind of de- you know how Friends is is, is decked out with big like,
0: and open y- airy spaces, y- y- high
1: ceiling, but just kind of funny things like fluffy balls hanging from the ceiling, like like kind of big kind of uh, that sounds bad, fluffy balls hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like right. flowers or something, and space invaders painted on the wall, asteroids painted on the wall, like sex the whole thing's done up like a maze so you're like working on the friend set is basically it's like working is. on the friend set there's no desks you just it's just like doors on top of filing cabinets and, and it's got that kind of wonky the door moves but it's it's really yeah it's actually very awesome and free bagels every monday morning there's a there's two starbucks coffee machines so i can have as much hot chocolate as i want just go up and click the button i know that's not probably a very good yeah bagels me. are not
0: chocolate I'll probably not what <laughs> you need to be doing but
1: <laughs> on mondays wednesdays and fridays they bring in food for lunch from local restaurants. Okay. So, oh, um, cool. and it's like different, it's a different restaurant every time, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, this this Wednesday, uh, burgers from Lucky Boy, you know? <laughs> right. Um, they do yoga at six o'clock every day. So you can go and join yoga. They do press-up club, push-up club. Push-up club. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's, it, but it's just really actually just sitting in there working with people, speaking to people, being with real people rather than just virtual people through Skype, mm-hmm. that's nice. And I, I used to hate working in an office.
0: Well, I, you know, I think it all depends on your context, right? I mean, so like if you're, if, you know, I don't know what the work environment was like at Elsevier or these other places. It
1: was fine. It was, it's kind of similar, but maybe a bit more corporate and there was no free, free drinks. There was no free soft drinks or anything like Whether that. There not as nice.
0: But it was you just leave at lunchtime.
1: I was yearning to be an entrepreneur so strongly in those days. Like I was just so yearning to get out and do my own thing. Now I've done my own thing for four years, like
0: the grass isn't always greener.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's tough. It's so hard, you know, being an entrepreneur like that. So actually to just sit in there and relax and work in an office and just do stuff and not have any responsibility, that can be nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also idea lab is right smack in the heart of uh, old town. Yeah. So I mean, you're right in a cool area town. Yeah. Yeah. Are you walking to work?
1: Uh, so far, not not so far, but I will do. I know. Okay, that it's okay, amb- okay.
0: Let me ask you. A question. So, you're trying to lose weight. You live like a nice, easy 10, 15 minute walk. No, it's not
1: 15 minute walk. It's at least half an hour. No way. How far yeah. are you
0: walking? Though I, 20 minutes top. I walk elephant speed. 20 minutes top. <laughs> okay. How are you getting there? Georgie's dra- driving you. Georgie drops out of work? me off. Yeah. A mile. Where's she going?
1: Um. She d- doesn't do anything else. She just... So
0: she just drive, just drives you to work and leaves you there. An... So
1: yeah, you but it's seriously hot right now. If I was to do that, I, I would get there absolutely soaking. I'd be soaking with sweat, uh, yeah. right? And um, there's no shower there. So I'm like, you know, do I really want to be sweaty like that?
0: Okay, fair enough. Okay, so wh- once it gets to October, you got yeah. no excuses, buddy.
1: Yeah, no, I'll do it. Yeah, that's fine. I used no. to do that in, in the UK.
0: <laughs> in the UK where the weather's like cold. Because you're talking about you were going to buy like a Vespa or something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to get video you riding a Vespa. That's that's uh, I that used to funny. do it. Oh my god. So, um So that's Uber media. So, it means one well, and I set you up with a couple of uh, contract things. One of them looks like it is kind of worked out.
1: Yeah, but I don't know how much I can talk about that other than to say um you set me up with a couple of contract possibilities. Spoke to both those people. One of them definitely isn't nothing's going to happen with that oh really it's yeah. off yeah that's off that's well,
0: postal pics we could talk about
1: that oh okay yeah
0: so postal picks. i see i met postal Picks this the founder of postal Picks or one of the founders along with and half a dozen other startups about a month ago i did this open office hours at the co-lofters is a co-working space yeah down in santa monica um i think i mentioned that in a previous show and so i you know i i kind of uh, maintained contact with a uh, two or three of them two or three of the companies and uh, Michael, who I really like talking to it. He seemed like of, of the companies, his company was, was one of the high probability hits. I thought, I mean, they were already making re- good revenue and successful and, and everything. And uh, so when they were look, when they said they might be looking for, yeah, I went down to Santa help.
1: Monica and had a good chat with Michael and, um, they yeah. Um, they're just not at the right stage to bring on someone at with as many hours, someone like me, a CTO yeah. type of person, for as many hours as yeah. I would need, so it, it, the, the conversation isn't closed it's It's just like give us you know I'll, we'll get back to you in like three months, three to six months, depending on what our revenue is. and
0: this other little contract has actually made it's actually been okay right because it's made yeah, just some money good, yeah. in the short
1: term. yeah we've been doing like um, a couple of hours a day um, working with uh, with another guy and uh, basically just helping him build his um, his app. right, and you can't talk about that though, no, right? not really no. All right. well cool yeah
0: all right so so life in pasadena
1: is good very much good? So. stress is stress is gone so thank you jason for recommending pasadena much appreciated yeah.
0: <laughs> well i i think i'm the unofficial like uh i don't know like you know tour guide of pasadena like, what's, what's the right word i need mean, like there's been a couple of people who i've just
1: i've toured around and giving yeah. all the like
0: given the pitch the pasadena pitch
1: This is where you want to live. There's more here than you realize, because when you first come, there's just this single drag. Colorado Boulevard is the main one that you kind of come in from that you you get to it from the freeway. And it feels like, oh, this is what Pasadena is. It's just this one road. But when you gave us the tour, it's like, oh, actually, this is pretty big. There's loads of stuff here. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a big city. I mean, it's
0: 180,000 or 190,000 people at least. So it's not like it's just, uh, you know, four blocks or
1: something. It's, what what's cool about Pasadena is you can just be go to a party and end up uh, standing just a few meters away from Elon Musk.
0: Yeah. So that was funny. What was that, last weekend? Uh, so I I'd, um, I kind, I what was it? I was supposed to get to, yeah, okay, so here's what happened. Sandy took the kids to visit her parents for a couple of days. So it was just going to be a real quick, like, two-day visit because her brother was in town. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I had too much work to do, and I didn't want to drive to, uh. I didn't want to drive to Las Vegas and drive back like two days later. And, and, uh, of course, and it was going to be like 110 degrees out there. So I stayed, I stayed back in Pasadena. So I said, um, so what, so it was like Saturday night. I usually use those opportunities when she goes out of town once every three or four months to like hook up with some old friends who I haven't seen in a long time. Like my buddy Mitchell, who I see like, you know, only on those occasions. Yeah. And, uh, we we didn't we didn't really get together, but I, I forgot to email him and so it was like last minute. I email him at like like, Oh yeah, it's five thirty, like, hey, let's do dinner and I don't hear back from him. It's like seven, so so then I uh, I send Mike Michael Hartle who uh, an email but gra- he wants to grab dinner, and that's like seven o'clock on a Saturday night. And I, it's like seven fifteen, I'm like, What am I doing? He's <laughs> he's probably already eating dinner, right? I mean, who 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 sends an email like that, right? But I knew you were online. <laughs> because i saw your
1: your so Skype i'm last icon. i'm like the, i'm third well i hadn't seen michael in like a few months all right and fair it, enough and we've been seeing each other a lot recently I see so like that's every fine. two three days right? okay fine and
0: yeah. and uh and so i i well, and so it was I, nice of you to, to so hit you invite up. me anyway hit you, i'm like all right what do you want what are you guys doing Do you I, well, I, said, I said if you guys do anything yet you want to grab some sushi or something yeah and it turned out so michael gets back to me he's like all right let's you know there's this thing going on at paseo and so he's like why don't you meet me up here so i'm like all right i, I go up there and when I get up there, he's like, yeah, so Elon Musk is supposed to speak. And that's the Dragon capsule for the SpaceX Dragon capsule right there.
1: Yeah, so, so my, me and Georgie w- walk up to meet you and we're just going for dinner as far as we're concerned. Next thing we know, there's this huge Mars party going on that you have to pay 25 bucks to get in. There's a space capsule and Elon Musk is inside.
0: Yeah, there was Bill Nye, the science guy, talk.
1: Yeah, and everyone's wearing these like little buzzy things on their head, like you know, they all the girls are dressed up in like spandex suits, and all the guys are just wearing crazy, crazy shit.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like a Caltech. It was JPL like Comic Con.
1: It was like Comic Con. Yeah, people were dressed like crazy.
0: You had that nerdy bent to it. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, and, and plus, it was, I think most of the people there were SpaceX, JPL, Caltech, right? Because JPL is just up the road. A lot of yeah. those people were there. It was a Planetary Society and. Dark Star,
1: some other orga- organization are putting this on so. Needless to say, it was a shock. It was <laughs> a shock to have yeah, be up there and yeah. Elon Musk is talking. Yeah. So, you know, we we go inside and um, pretty soon, I mean, it didn't take too long, a couple of hours, and Elon Musk is scheduled to be talking along with Bill, neither science guy. And uh, we were in the right place at the right time, just a few meters away from Elon Musk as he gave a speech. That's why one of them passed that's why he this stuff in happens here. Now we didn't quite have we did we couldn't get it together to go up to him and say hey Elon we we want you on the show it just didn't work because he had like they, they, these girls in spandex like these these vixens were all surrounding him like his bodyguards.
0: Well, well, actually, actually, as I as I discovered, so I was kind of like seeing if I could see if there's an opportunity there, right? But then as after Michael pointed out to me, he's like, you know, you can't talk to him actually because you have to be vetted. They actually well they didn't have like. Secret Service people. They had people from the Planetary Society and stuff yeah. like surrounding him. And the only people who, if you, only, you, they would only give you an opportunity to talk to him if you'd be kind of vetted, right? You can't have just some random person come up. Yeah, because yeah. he was there with, I think, his, I don't know his wife or ex-wife.
1: It was his, but, it was his ex-wife.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, I don't know, she's the. They were, they were like something.
1: They were hugging and, it
0: and, and kissing. It looked to me like they were back together. Yeah, that's yeah, why when yeah. that's why when Mike or somebody said or Michael I said, said that they were divorced, I was like, I don't know. I don't they look don't like look the, divorced. <laughs> I was like, tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I used the Twitter, <laughs> I would have tweeted. I don't think they're getting divorced.
1: Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first on texting. Anyway, so that was cool. Um,
0: so let's uh, let's jump on to something else. Sure. So we got a huge donation.
1: Oh, what Royad Carla? What a dude what a what a mensch <laughs> i mean 200 bucks yeah that's... like he likes us that much that he's actually going to pay 200 bucks to uh that's so kind thank you
0: yeah thanks uh yeah that was that was awesome i was i saw that i was that, of course it's shocking whenever we get any kind of sizable donation but
1: that's a that's but but perhaps even more remarkable is that i've paid you in full what i owe you for the donations
0: well, yeah, because well, the donations have been going to your personal PayPal account for yeah. the last year and a half
1: or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, feel free to pay me anytime. That'd be great. No, no, no. It was more like pay me now. After like a <laughs> couple of days, I'm like, you know, no, seriously, feel free. I mean, but aren't you making enough money with your contracts that you need to get like the 740 bucks that I owe you?
0: Well, I didn't want it to build up to like, you know... Eight hundred and fifty, and then it's just over the limit. And then you're like, dude, you know, I can't ever pay you back. This is too much. We have like the, uh, the Justin uh, layaway plan. Yeah. <laughs> the Justin, the payment plan. Have you got like a $50 a month, you know, payments? I'd give you like a little coupon booklet, like you're paying back your student loans. <laughs> oh, with man. Check.
1: So, but, but anyway, we're square on it now. So, yeah. so enough of your uh, bitching about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think my bitching about it to two one-line Skype messages.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> so it, but anyway, so I have made a decision. What I'm going to do with the money? Okay, because I don't think in the short term we're going to necessarily do anything with the, getting photographs and get the and getting anything out of the website. Maybe in the next three to six months, but I don't see it happening like next probably not. Months. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend it all on uh, the science club.
1: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, because I feel, I feel like that's a really good thing to spend it on. I think whoever is whoever our listeners are. Um, Donating money that I feel like it's going to something really tangible. Mm-hmm. That's going to something that's really positive. It's not like I'm just spending it to pay off some bills or something like that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know? So well, that would be positive, but anyway. Yeah.
0: yeah well, that this would be more positive. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. I think that uh, I, I just thought it was a good way to spend the money. Yeah. And um, so I think the first thing I'm going to buy is uh, actually an oscilloscope. Oh. And a, awesome. and a wave function generator. I think it's going to cost. And aggregate cost more like 900 but that'll offset the cost quite a bit. And um, because I think, and I'll get in, I actually want to talk about a little bit more the science because you want to get an update on that? Yeah. The whole science club? Yeah. Um, the, uh, let's put my thoughts together on this. So I'm, uh, there's, there's, I want to start with electronics, I think, either electronics or programming. Yeah. And the thing about electronics is it's very hands-on. You know, if you, every kid has like a breadboard and resistors and capacitors and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, you give a little bit of ten minute, five to ten minute introduction or description. Like, okay, we're going to do this. This is what resistor is. This is what current is. Okay, build this, and they can sit down. Everyone has a breadboard and and the stuff, and they actually can try and build a circuit.
1: Now, can they? They through the oscilloscope, they can see something at the other end, basically.
0: Yeah. So probably wouldn't be necessary to use oscilloscope for a month or two. Right. right. But I feel like if you look at these oscilloscopes, they look really cool.
1: Yeah, kids are gonna
0: love that. Kids like to touch and, 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 and you know things with their hands. They like, especially these sort of technical-oriented kids. You know, they see anything that has buttons on it, and, and, and they're just like, "Oh, what is that?" Right? I mean, we even get that feeling. Right? You look at yeah. them like, "Ooh, what is this?" So, because I had a few people recommend, "Oh, why don't you just get this little thing?" And it's like a USB thing to plug into your computer, and you know you can use your computer as kind of an oscilloscope. I don't really think it has the same
1: kind of feel to it. The kids can't really mess with it as easily. It's just a computer program. Well, those oscilloscopes are pretty big and, and heavy and industrial, aren't they? You can kind Not of like, the new ones. Oh?
0: Not some no. of the new ones. The one that I saw, I mean, they're really portable. It's plastic. And It's kind of molded plastic. It's really nice looking. Really, okay. Really cool. Okay. Um, anyway, I just think that you bring that in, you say, well, let's start doing some electronics, and you bring the oscilloscope there and kind of, I think, well, their kids are going to be looking at, like,
1: I want to I use that thing. Yeah.
0: Right. And of course then you will. When you when you get advanced enough, you know,
1: in, in, in building some of these circuits and you So can't. that's like their ex their extrinsic motivation. Mm.
0: I don't know. I mean more like an intrinsic, but it's yeah. it, it's sort of a carrot. It's like just showing them the kind of stuff we're gonna use. Yeah. Even you just have it on there. At first it's almost like a prop, <laughs> right? Yeah. But but it will be important. And once you start doing anything more anything interesting, you're gonna you're gonna need an oscilloscope. Yeah. And and I think having something that they can put their hands on and use and experiment with, they'll get to understand it better. They'll get to they'll, they'll understand what it's for and how to use it. And um, I, I just think it'll work. And I think that'd be a really good thing. to. That sounds understand. awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. So, so let me get an update on it. So I've, just, I've come up with a name.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> you better be sure about this because you know how much you hate names. Now this, is, this name's going to be good. Catalyst. Catalyst, okay. So I'm not sure what's going to be
0: a club or academy or whatever i'm club seems too small academy seems a little little large okay academy sounds like a really big deal yeah right club sounds smaller than i want what i want it to be it's be more than like uh, just a little club i'm like as i've talked about it's going to start small but i think this thing could grow into something really big
1: now i thought it was going to be the institute catalyst institute
0: could be institute i don't know but you know, whatever. I, I, either way, whatever word I use, it's gonna, it's not gonna fit at first. Yeah. Probably it's gonna be. It needs to grow into it.
1: It's gonna have to grow into it. I,
0: so I'm thinking academy, but I think
1: catalyst is catalyst the, academy. That has a nice ring to it, though. Catalyst academy. What's it called when you get uh, catalyst academy? When you get those same, k- k- k. there's a word for that. I've forgotten. I don't know. It's maybe onomatopoeic or something. But anyway.
0: Yeah. Good. So that's the name. So I've um and I found I found a place to uh, to do it. Oh, because I initially was thinking like maybe what we do is try and use some space at the uh, at Colby's school, the public yeah. school that's a couple blocks down the street. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a K through eight. The problem is though, when you try and use a school, is it, you're, you're sort of um, there's there, there's there's a limited space available. Yeah, because there are other after school programs. Yeah, and I've just discovered it's like three or four established after school programs that take up you know the the space that you'd want to have. Mm-hmm. and then otherwise you're using some classroom, which then is usually filled with other stuff, and it's not a very good fit, right? Okay. And then, of course, you're limited on hours. Like, how long can you be in the school, right? Schools don't just stay open until, like, 8 o'clock at night, right? Right. So, and then your weekends are off limits, and then, of course, now you're sort of, are you part of the school program? Are they going to have a say in it? Are you going to need to get certain types of approval and permission? I mean, it just becomes a, a red tape headache.
1: So what did you find?
0: There's a, uh, a Unitarian church on our block, Right there oh. at Los Robles and Del Mar. It's that's, is that the church. church that's right there? Right there in the corner. The big, the the big gray one. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I've I've been on this uh, the board the the homeowners association board for my um, uh, the condominiums I live in for the last I don't know, how many six or seven years? Yeah. Eight. Well, it's been like nine years this time point mm-hmm. probably, and. Uh, for a time we we rented a, a room there to do our board meetings,
1: oh yeah, them. of course, yeah, so and you know it was have...
0: one really it was a fairly small room, but there were much there were other big rooms like they would have like i think they had like an alcohol anonymous type of meetings there they would have like weddings there they would have you could just tell there like or there was yeah. like, i think there was like a ballroom dancing you know group that rented space there. Oh, awesome. you know you just see all like all of a sudden you like, they, you see all these cars parked <laughs> along Del Mar, and you'd see like a bunch of people walking in and, like you know dressed a certain way and you're like oh there's some kind of event going
1: and on. you have to if you hire it do you have to like take it for one day a week for a year kind of thing or no long-term
0: contracts
1: nice 12.50
0: an hour no 12.50 an hour i went to no. a tour per person no 12.50 an hour period
1: $12.50? 12.50 as in 12.50 and 50 cents that is ridiculous
0: and these are like big rooms i mean some of them are smaller and some of them are bigger uh, i mean some of them are like big enough to have like a like a dance class in it. Some was small enough to have like, you know, 10 or 15 people in it. That's crazy. And they have tables. You can pull up tables and chairs. Like kind of those typical fold up tables you can have. Wow. Good, so, good catch, man. Yeah. You know, I just was thinking about it because I was thinking, the more I thought about the school thing, I was just getting frustrated because I was like, you know, this is going to suck if I'm, if you're like, if you're constantly in, you know, struggling to get some kind of space at some kind of decent time, yeah. you know, and then having to ask permission and all this kind of stuff. It's like, I don't want to to deal with that. I won't you know and uh and then I just remembered it so I want the uh the, it's called troop spelled troop but spelled, but pronounced troop yeah and um troop hall I think is the or troop, troop church or whatever. So, I I went over there and took a tour with the uh, the lady and she was really nice and uh, she's like, "Yeah, you know, we're zoned for school, we're zoned for kids." Um and I, you know, she said there's no long-term contract and there's no and she's like, "Yeah, I, I you know, you can switch rooms if I say, oh, can we take this one next week? We're, we have more people this time or um you know, it's just kind of like as we go along." And she and I'm like, "So, how do I pay?" You know, or how do we do the payment stuff? She's like, "Oh, you just, you know, write a check in the month."
1: That's awesome. Like, and when when are you going to get started? Well, I mean, when are you going to start getting kids in there
0: i think um i think i i'd like to get started kind of with school so school yeah. starts in the middle about like 10 weeks 10 it's days just coming from, up yeah about 10 days i think yeah so i want to get started within a week or two of school getting back
1: wow so you're really taking this seriously this is this, this is, is gonna, gonna happen. happen this is gonna happen this is gonna happen
0: yeah because I, I i well I, I think when you get things started with school it's kind of like everybody parents and, and and kids you know when you get back to school you're kind of getting to your new routine what are we doing? Yeah, you know, I'm going to school, or you're doing gymnastics, or you're playing. How many kids you got for the first
1: one for Catalyst Academy? Well,
0: I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So I haven't. Okay, okay. So I'll tell you. About, so you, you kind of, I think you want to get it in sync with school as yeah. much as possible. Get you know, and 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 as soon as you have. You, you give it and in people information early enough, they get it sorted out and they go, okay, so we're going to do this and we're going to do AYSO soccer, right? Those, that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're doing piano, we're doing this, whatever the things are that they do. And um, so there's a back to school picnic for the school coming up, I think, in the 20th. And um, one of the parents that I've, the two parents I've been talking to about this, one's the president of the PTA, Corinna. She's the, um, she's the one who teaches astrophysics at UC Riverside. yeah Her daughter is on Colby's baseball team. Yeah. I guess the girls play on the baseball teams these days. Yeah. By the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, which, which is kind of cool. Colby has like three
1: of them on this, this baseball team this summer. On baseball? Yeah. But I thought you don't have girls in baseball. I thought it was Not just Not when they
0: get older, but when they're little kids. Oh, okay. You know, the girls will play when they get older, play softball, but no.
1: Yeah, because those fast pitches aren't really going to hurt them too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> when so, they're little kids.
0: Anyway, yeah. So anyway, um, so I she, I had first approached her with the idea in the spring, and she really liked it. She was really enthusiastic. Yeah. And uh, so she's, she's I haven't, she hasn't determined yet whether she's going to be like my partner in crime on it or she's just going to be an enthusiastic supporter. Yeah. You know, um, probably somewhere in between. She's, she said she's, because I, 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 I had sent her a couple emails and I didn't get a response right back. And I said, oh, by the way, you know, I don't, I don't want to feel like you feel like you are being roped into anything. If this is more than you, 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 than you thought you were getting into, I said, you know, no problem. Right. You know, if you just want to be a, you know, if you just want to take a low key role and just be a supportive parent, that's great. If you kind of want to be more involved and stuff, that's great, too. Yeah. And then another parent who I just happened to get a talk and a a discussion with at a um, at a park a few weeks back um, because our kids were playing together. She was she used to be a science teacher and um, she's also on the like facilities committee over at McKinley. And so she's been emailing me back. She's really enthusiastic about this idea. When I brought it up to her, she's been, you know, ever since that she's been very interested. And so she's like, you know, there's a back to school. Are their kids d- committed? D- th- oh, wait, oh what was I was going to say, so she said there's a back to school picnic. So, she's yeah. like, so she was going to handle like getting, getting a booth and everything. Yeah. So are her kids, her son, her, she says her son's really excited about it. Okay. So, so you have at least those, well, you've definitely got
1: Colby, right?
0: I've got Colby and, uh, um, uh, uh, Corinna's daughter, America Yeah, and, um, Alex's, uh, son, um, uh, his name is uh, William and, uh, I, there's a son of, uh, one of the parents at his junior league thing we went to, he, and I, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember his son's name. I was talking to a dad for a few minutes. So that's four kids. Definitely. Well, and then, um, and I just, one of the kids is on Colby's uh, soccer team.
1: Um,
0: I, <laughs> actually the kids on a, on a, on a, on a, on a different, in a different group, but, uh, he called me up out of blue cause we hadn't seen each other recently and just catch up. And I said, Hey, by the way, I said, I know you guys are doing a lot of stuff. I said, you probably don't have time for this, but let me just throw this at you just in case you're interested. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we'll make time for that. Absolutely. Oh, wow. He's like, that's absolutely. Awesome. We, we would make time for that. So just, so that's five kids out of the box. I'm shooting a thousand, I'm, I'm, batting a thousand on this. Any, <laughs> any time I even bring it up to a parent, they're like, yes, you had me at hello. Right. I mean, yes. Of course. That's
1: fantastic.
0: So I don't think it's going to be too hard. I think that just like when I told you, I started a little soccer thing that that was done and I got those kids
1: that I was, training, yeah, yeah, yeah. That once you get out.
0: a small group of five or six kids, all of a sudden these each of those kids, the parents, if they really like what they're, what they're saying, they're going to mention to parents of some other kids who think they'd be, who they think would be a good fit. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they're sending you emails like, hey, do you mind if we invite someone out this is such and such kid or this kid? That's just kind of how it'll work. Yeah. And which is fine if it starts a little small because it'll allow me to kind of get sorted a little bit on like yeah. how, how how we're going to do this thing, right? Because you, you get up there and you have 30 kids on day one, you're like, oh crap, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's if you make a mistake, it's there's just there's more to manage. It's just a lot easier than if there's like five or six or seven kids. Yeah. So, um, yes, I'm going to get started in, uh, and I think, probably in the three- to four-week range. Awesome. And I think we're going to do, I think the things I would like to focus on are the the low-hanging fruit of electronics, programming, maybe either Python or JavaScript, I haven't totally decided on that, (laughs) and robotics, like the Mindstorm. Wow, that's fantastic. And uh, I think the way I'm going to phrase it, too, is I'm going to tell the parents, like, I'm going to try and see if I can have, like, a parent's night, like, information night. Like, let me explain what this is and and what I'm going to try and do. Because I have, it's kind of a big overarching philosophy of what I think this can be. But what I'm also going to, I'm going to kind of hedge a little bit and say, all right, that said, I'm going to consider this a three-month experiment. We're going to do September through, you know, uh, November. And let's see how it goes. I'm going to give it a real hard push. If the kids are into it and this is working and, you know, I'm not, I'm not sort of crazy. You know, I'm not I'm not thinking that I can do things with these kids that I can't do, that's there's that's either too advanced or it's just not or the kids aren't as interested or whatever. Yeah. You know, give the parents an out. Like let's just give this a good hard three months. See how it goes. And if it's if it's if it's if it's a if it's a winner, if it's working, then we'll uh you know, we'll push on and and, and make it a keep it going long term thing. I think that it's gonna work. I don't I think there's a real low chance that it's gonna fail. But I just I'm kinda wanna just say like, you know, Anytime you're trying to do something really new, mm-hmm. you're really trying to sort of change the mold. There's a there's a risk that you're going to do something wrong. I mean, I'm going to make some mistakes, Yeah. right? There's some, But that's okay. You go and you adapt. It's like when I did the soccer thing. I show up and I have some ideas for some drills. Oh, I'm going to do this drill. I'm going to do that drill. You start doing it, and the kids are just confused and they're not paying attention. It's and too fun. much. You're like, yeah. all right, this isn't working. Stop. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, get some water. Reset. And let's do a new drill. Yeah. Right. You just but if you don't try new stuff, you don't ever. You don't. You 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 can't create anything cool. We can't do anything really interesting if you don't try new stuff. Yeah. Right? And 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 the key thing here is is actually pushing kids to do things right at the level of their capability. Which is far beyond, I think, what kids are normally doing. And I don't mean to make them do things that they don't want to do, but I mean like actually, like getting kids to, teach, to program in Python who are eight, nine years old. Can well, you do that?
1: I mean like the last interview that you did um, on texting with the the guy, I can't remember his name right now, but he's... Scott Young. Yeah, I mean he's just completely pushing himself in a similar kind of a way with his education, so
0: Yeah, and so um so we'll see. So that's uh, I think let me see if I'm have some look at my notes on the on the catalyst thing. But I think that's pretty much
1: Well dude, that's, that's awesome. It. That sounds really good. Oh,
0: the last fun funny thing, so I, I walk I, I go to Colby, he's uh I go up to Colby and I go, Say Col this is like last week, I think. I go, So Colby, um I say remember that idea I told you about of, doing like a math and science club i said you know how we did the thing with soccer and remember how i mentioned maybe we could do something similar to that with with like you know electronics and programming and stuff i said what do you i said i'm thinking about doing that like you know what do you you know what do you think and he's like yeah yeah he's like yeah yeah it sounds good, like great and i go so I'm thinking maybe we'll do is with like once a week or whatever and he's like um well why not three times a week <laughs> Like,
1: nice. So that was good. That was good, right? I mean, yeah, it's like that's good. My little customer development. <laughs> yeah, he'd be sick of it three times a week, though. But <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know if Cole, but This would be one thing where he's kind yeah. of uh, okay. he's A nut, but wow, uh, okay. That was a good sign,
1: right? He's so like, what are you going to do once a week? I'm going to probably for the other kids. You want to start that way? I, I think I think
0: just to just to kind of get things going, would we'll it once a week? But what I'd like to do I, is do once a week, like a two hour class which include like a you know 10 15 minute setup and 15 minute breakdown so maybe an hour and a half which is like going through a series of like you know talk for five to ten minutes and then the kids do stuff for 20 yeah. minutes and they're like, gonna right, break i always thought okay i'm gonna show you something else are you yeah. ready or right, take a break everybody go break we run around for 10 to 5 10 minutes all right everybody sit down here we go i'm gonna show you something cool all right now everybody go and see if you can do it and everybody kind of works either groups of two or by themselves or, or whatever so well, my idea is you do that once or twice tw- once maybe ultimately you do it twice a week. But then you also have like open lab day. Yeah. So you go there, you have all the equipment, everything there. Maybe you're set for four or five hours. You it's on a Saturday or a Sunday or Friday afternoon or whatever. And kids can just kind of come in and uh, work on stuff. Right. Like, cause cause you, what I'm thinking is you have many projects, you know, like, like I was describing there, you know, like in class, like do this, work on this. Yeah. And then say, but and once we get going, say, here's a bigger robotics project that everybody's doing. You can come in and just work on it with the other kids. And just, you know, you can just show up and you know, other kids are going to be there. And then you can just work on your project.
1: Can you enter them into competitions as a group? Things like that.
0: There are lots of those things. There's like, f- there's a, the, the first robotics competition. There's yeah. a number of these competitions. A lot of them for, are for slightly older kids. Yeah.
1: More like middle school and up. But wouldn't it be awesome to get that, those younger kids into the same competition <laughs> as the older kids? Like, probably could. Yeah, that'd be really cool. You probably could. You'd get a name for yourself that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we'll see. These are, these are the ideas I have. I, I'll see how it works. I mean, but if I was going to do like an open lab stuff, I'd have to get to help with some other people. Cause obviously I, I don't have that many hours to be there like every single time. Right. Yeah. You know, stuff other people who can just kind of help me out or whatever.
1: All right. Well, um, let's move. Oh, you looking at one. my notes. Yeah. I'm looking at <laughs> your notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm <laughs> at school. Like you're looking at my test. You're like, what, what are you looking at? get back off.
1: So let me, well, s- I, I mean, I can bring up something that, uh, just, just pretty quickly. Um, Guion sent me an awesome email about intermittent fasting
0: oh right he asked me about that yeah. he was like he's like well what's he's like so what's justin doing about the diet stuff he's like i'm, think I'm I can...
1: gonna do i'm doing intermittent fasting that's what i'm doing i'm today is there's different ways that you can do it so intermittent fasting basically just means that you switch between eating normally mm-hmm. the way you normally eat in fact you can even eat more according to scientific studies and and fasting so there's different ways of fasting you can either do a fast on every day you can do like a, a time window where you fast and you don't eat Okay. Or you can do one day on, one day off. Or you can kind of eat normally during the week, and then on the weekends fast. And when they say fasting, they kind of mean go to about 600 calories a day is what you can eat on a fast day. So I'm how, doing how many how many calories? Six hundred calories a day. That's it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So what I'm what I'm starting out trying to do is I'm going to do Sunday. So the way that guy owns doing it is he's missi- He's basically skipping lunches. He's not eating in the middle of the day.
0: Yeah, he's he's the, the, heard what he heard three days. He just skips lunch.
1: Yeah, and then he's lost like ten pounds in the last yep. few months. Um, but what I'm going to do is miss. Uh, it's going to fast on a Sunday, a Tuesday, and a Thursday. And the reason is, is because in Uber Media, on a Monday and a Wednesday and a Friday, they bring in the food from the restaurants. Right. You know, <laughs> so those are the days I'm going to eat. Well, you know, right? you'd break down on those <laughs> days anyway, right? <laughs> right. So. um... Yeah, so basically, uh, that's what I'm going to try. Uh, intermittent fasting. It's it's when I was telling Georgie Georgie about it, and uh, a friend of hers, and they heard, they were like, "Intimate fasting? What's intimate fasting?" <laughs> intimate fasting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So um, did uh, he was speaking to you about it as well, right? Did he tell you any of the science behind it?
0: No, he he didn't. I mean, he didn't. I
1: wasn't interested enough to
0: like. Ha- there was you like know.
1: there was like one study where. I can't remember what type of animal it was. I think it was like a chimp or something like this. So basically they would feed it. It could eat whatever it wanted one day and the next day it would fast. Right. And on the days when it could eat, it actually ate double what it would normally, what a regular chimp would eat, but it still ended up with uh, a much leaner body mass and being much healthier and living 40% longer.
0: Well, that's good. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that can work. I mean, you know, I don't like. I said I don't know the science behind it. I and I think, but ultimately, you have to try things and see if they work for you. And I don't mean just if they work in terms of func- functionally work. Like, can you if you follow it, will you lose weight? But I mean, can you get yourself? Can to follow you actually it? do it? Yeah. Can you follow it without being in severe, you know, discomfort or or feel like you're so deprived that you're just you're going to go off, and when you go off, you're going to go off hard.
1: I think this could work for me because it's the kind of thing. It's actually this idea of. I can I can eat what I want tomorrow, so it's not a problem. Like I yeah, I can go without food today because tomorrow I can have what the hell I want. You know, so that's quite a good idea. It's like you've got something to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh <laughs> you know, I think it's worth a shot. I mean, he says he's lost ten pounds and he doesn't seem like he's unhappy. It doesn't seem like he's suffering. He seems he seems he, he seems to feel like it's easy for him.
1: Did you see the stuff on uh on fitness? Um there was some I sent you a link to it. Was that the
0: one that like, that like, uh, dieting and fitness has been revolutionized on Reddit, by, by Reddit, by yeah. Reddit. Yeah. I, you know, it's been in my to do to read list. Awesome. It's really
1: interesting. Like the story, just, just so much stuff is surfacing on Reddit. And a lot of it is just flies in the face of conventional wisdom. And basically just that fitness, there's this idea that to lose weight, you know, you have to eat less, move more. That's the thing, you know, mm-hmm. eat less, move more. But actually it's not, it's just, it's just eat less is the really important thing. The move more is nowhere near as important as the eat less.
0: You know, I think it depends. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think just from my experience, I've lost weight just exercising. Yeah. I lost my last big weight loss a few years ago. I went from 207 to 189 and like three or four months, just, just, just doing more cardio and but you have to away.
1: work so hard. The amount of effort that you put in, and this is what they say is like the amount of effort that you put in to do it that way versus just eating less is like,
0: it's. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, so that's what I'm to say. So yeah. for me, being an athlete, yeah I'm yeah. used to working out. I need to work out every day. I feel frustrated when I can't work out. It's just part of, you know, kind of what I do. I don't like to diet. I, I have a big appetite. Yeah. I'm I i I'm not good at it. Yeah I, yeah. I don't. And so it's easier for me to just say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going go to the gym and I'm going to- Could you lift. skip
1: lunch, for example? No. No, that would be just like- I would
0: never do that. I would never just too much. I skip yeah. a meal. I, you know, but I could go and say, well, I'm going to go lift weights for f- half hour, 40 minutes and do an hour on the elliptical. Oh,
1: that was the other thing is that uh, building, you know, doing weightlifting was infinitely superior to weight loss than doing cardio. In yeah the, in the
0: yeah 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 because I, I you know the, I'm not sure I'd be interested in reading the science on that, but I've always known that lifting weights increase increases your testosterone levels right for men and increases your metabolism overall and increases your amount of lean muscle mass and the more the more lean muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn yes yeah. just, just sitting anything, yeah yeah, right, yeah. so that's why men can eat more and not gain weight than a woman yeah right because she's just smaller has less muscle on yeah. average now. One thing about this stuff is I think when you talk about what works and what doesn't work, you're talking in statistics. It's on a
1: case-by-case basis. Well, you're talking on average. It's like, well,
0: you know, working out tends, people tend, they would say, well, diets don't work because people tend to eventually go off the diet and eat more and they get it all back. Yeah. Or, and then I've also heard, you also hear studies that come out and say, okay, well, exercise doesn't work because when people exercise. They eat more. They end up eating more.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, clearly those things work. For yeah. a lot
1: of people, for some people, for some people, yeah,
0: it's like it's like if you if you came up and you said, well, this diet, these diets don't work for ninety eight percent of the people. They only work for people who can dunk a basketball. But if it, you're look, if you're six five, like, like that. No, 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 like if you're six foot five and you got and you can jump high, it'll work that like great for you, right? You have to look. Okay, that would work great for me. On average, for 98 percent of the time, it fails. But for you, if you know you're that person, it could be a, it could it could be a slam dunk no but, but the thing is it is it
1: <laughs> is the other way around because there's a lot more fat people you know and people who are unfit than there are healthy people so it's by far the the smaller amount of the population who have success at doing what you do, for example, you know, really working out hard. Yeah. Like most people who try that, it doesn't work for.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. In the end, it ultimately doesn't matter what works in general or what yeah. matters
1: worked for you. What it it works doesn't you. matter. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's like, what, what, what's true for you? I mean, people talk to me all day about how, you know, going on a broccoli diet, if you eat broccoli all day, or you have like <laughs> your, your, your vegetable juice diets that that worked, I could never do that.
1: I could never do that. Well, I tell you something. I hope that that guy idea works because, and it's working for him, but I hope it works for me because to me, that's just easy. Like I hate calorie counting. I hate have to think about things. Like I love the fact there was a scientific study where animals ate twice as much on their days when they could eat. So in other words, you can pick out man. It's awesome. I can get McDonald's. I can have Coke. And then on the on the off days, I just don't eat anything. Well,
0: it's, like, it's like the paleo diet, right? I mean, which I think makes a lot of sense from from sort of a, a a intuitive standpoint. Like if you eat how we evolved to eat before we turned into an agricultural society, yeah, and, and especially before we became a modern society with everything being refined sugars and. and it
1: makes right? sense because of Darwin.
0: Because just, basically,
1: we we our bodies are optimized to to eat a certain. Well, we, we've only. I mean, that was what, however many thousands of years ago. I mean, we we couldn't have, uh, from an evolutionary point of view, we're not any closer to digesting processed foods, you know, just from an evolutionary point of view.
0: Right, right. So the paleo diet, like a bunch of the guys up on Uber have been doing the paleo diet.
1: Don't you think it's funny? We're both working for places called Uber. Uber and Uber Media.
0: That's (laughs) going to confuse a lot of people. I know that. So Uber (laughs) is not Uber Media. Two totally different companies. Um, So... So but it's it's worked for a lot of those guys up there, right? You can tell I can tell, like those a couple of the guys up there are lean as hell. Like yeah. they look cut, like a couple of them. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's totally easy. Just do this, you do this. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I could do that. I mean just I'm just looking at but it. But they're just... also younger. How old are they? Well so here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. So they're single. All, all yeah. of them are single. They're all okay. of them alone. So they have full control over what they eat. Everything yeah. It's not like I mean it's one thing, it's it, you know, you know how it is. You go to your wife and say, Hey sweetheart. so like you know, I know how we eat pasta a couple of times a week. Well, I don't want to do that anymore. You know how we eat rice a couple of times a week. Well, I don't want to do that anymore. She's gonna be like, "Well, what? Well, the hell also, are but we it, doing? I mean,
1: it, sometimes it's just rude to to be different, to not do the same thing as your partner. You know?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I, that's that's true. It it, it it becomes uncomfortable and convenient if like she's eating, you know, pasta meatballs and you're just eating the meatballs. She's like, you haven't, "Yeah, you enjoying that over there? Yeah, you enjoying the exactly. meatballs? It's like, it's just weird. It's just strange. And it's just weird. It's just really inconvenient and." Uh, it's just it's just kind of frustrating if like everybody's, you know, you're just you're just kind of like, "Oh, I, oh, I got to have my special meal," where everybody else is eating. Oh,
1: anything. yeah, no. But right.
0: when you're but when you're single and you can kind of just do your own thing and eat on your own, you can do these sort of extreme. I I think paleo, like Eliza said, it's a kind of extreme. Like I you know, I mean or, or I mean you're even veganism or whatever. And there's a kind of extreme. I mean, it's it's completely at odds with what most people eat through, through regularly so that you're always having to 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 do things differently do a special case. If you're with somebody, whoever your you know, they call it your uh, your SO, your significant other, whoever yeah. your SO is. Right. You know, if if they're on board and they're like, hey, we're both gonna be vegans or we're both gonna do paleo or we're both gonna do the fruit juice yeah. diet, then great. But, you, you know, if they're not, then it's just a, it's it's really difficult for the relationship and it's kind of unfair to them. Right? So anyway, but so I, the fasting thing though, it sounds like it worked because it doesn't really affect Mark, yeah, it doesn't right?
1: affect anything. Yeah, that, that's what I like about it. It's just easy. But um, we've probably done too much of this. Like you've got, I'm looking at your clipboard here. You've got like 20 things to talk through. So, go yeah. on.
0: What's the next well, one? Well, speaking of that, I, this is kind of related. So you know how like we were talking. You, you mentioned how on, on, on Reddit how a lot of these new scientific findings are flying in the face of conventional wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just noticed there's four things that have popped up recently that are all at odds with how we normally think about things. Um, and based on the science, says that we need to rethink these things. Um, the first being salt.
1: Yeah, Himal- Himalayan salt, apparently.
0: No, 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 salt. They they, they found that the studies. I I, I haven't. I, I just actually to be honest with you. I only skimmed this article a while back, but that. But
1: salt's very important. But but you see, there's different types of salt. It's like processed salt. It's no, like no, processed- no, no,
0: no. It's not sure. There's the fact that the, the studies that they did on salt. Basically, they gave I know it was rats or something like this, like a yeah. hundred times the amount of normal salt. Yeah. And they had problems. Right. We're not talking, people don't eat a hundred times. So and It's yeah. like if, you, if people eat more salt or less salt, it turns out not, it had no effect. So oh. all this time people
1: were like, low sodium and we don't have salt. Totally total didn't matter. Doesn't but I, matter. I did think that salt, like high sodium was linked in studies to more heart attacks or something like they that. They link everything to something. I don't know. Yeah. So
0: anyway, so that's something. Yeah. The second was sitting. They're talking about like you sit up straight and all this kind of stuff. Well, it turned out that was the one like leaning back at like forty five degrees, which is what I do. I'm a lounger. I'm like a low rider. I yeah. like I like write code like I'm a
1: low rider. Like yeah. I'm writing a low rider car. Yeah, is actually better for your back. I, I could believe that because you're not sitting on the main pressure point of your back all the time. Mm.
0: But that's not what everyone's told. You got to sit up straight. Everyone's like, oh man, you're gonna have a bad posture. Or you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna. You know, I'm like, I don't, know, dude. I sit like this eight, ten hours a day. I got no problems. Mm. So. That's another one. The other one was um, positive thinking. People are like, so you got to say positive. You got to think positive, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. There's an article that came out called the power. Uh, it was in New York Times called the power of negative thinking. Right. And so if you keep if you spend all your time thinking about like you know I you know like you say oh well you know I want I want us to to make a million dollars a year and I want to have this house or I want to have this uh, you know these things like you're envisioning this life this this positive imag- imagery yeah right like you that that tends to make people feel worse about themselves and worse about this depressed because they're not, they're not they're, getting it. But if you think maybe like, if you, if you focus on how much, how worse things could be,
1: <laughs> it makes you a lot happier,
0: which is something okay. I've always said. I I've told you like when I walk out in the morning, walk, when we get up in the morning and we go walk to kids to school, I walk outside and I'm like, Oh, it's oh, so nice We out could here. be
1: screwed right now. Like, the world could be ending. Well, no. Like, there could be me- a meteor shower. I mean, oh, my God. I could be living in, in like, Iraq. Exactly.
0: Well, yeah. that, I, I would always say, because I always think back what the weather was in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. especially when it's during the winter. And I'm just like, man... This is awesome. And yeah. everybody of mine, we, we, we remember we used to have these soccer practices and be like January, or February, and it's like seven degrees and sunny and it's Saturday morning. We're all playing. He's like,
1: he had, he had gone to
0: school in Boston and I got to school in Chicago. And we're just thinking about man. But that's something
1: very similar to positive thinking. That's gratitude. Like gratitude is one of the things that you're taught to think in meditation, like be grateful about your life. So it's, it's a positive emotion.
0: That's what I mean. I mean, it is. I mean, it's, I, cause I do that a lot and I, we've talked about it on the show. It's like, you just have to remind yourself how bad things could be other words, how lucky you were. How lucky! You could just imagine. I mean, you, you you remember when um, uh, you know, Colby got sick with uh, I, I'm blanking on it uh, that and he had, he went to critical care. But was it like about eight, ten months ago? Right, a year ago. And yeah. Went, and uh, you know, that was a very serious. And he and it luck, he cleared the next day, he was fine. Yeah. But it did. It most cases that doesn't happen. Yeah. He could have he could have been in a lot of trouble. And you know, our son could have been. Seriously sick, yeah, and you know, and that just makes you, you know, when you leave the hospital and like the doctor's like, I don't know how he just cleared it. You're just like, I mean, boy, I mean, it just makes you go, wow. I mean, you know what? What all these other things that I thought I needed or wanted to be happy? I don't. Yeah, I'm happy my son's healthy. Yeah, you know, and we're gonna go to the park now and we're gonna throw the football. Yeah, that that's so. Anyway, it's, it's it's just like you said, it's being grateful, and I think whenever you start getting cranky and grumpy about your life and feeling, oh, you know, you know other people have this or this isn't good, I said, just think of how many billions of people have it way worse than you. When you think about our <laughs> lives, I mean, we're alive now. When you think of all the people alive in the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are up at the very top few percent. We are. Yeah, and yeah. in fact, I just, the uh, buddy of mine uh, who's uh, the, the birthday party I just came from, I just came from his, um, the birthday party for his one-year-old daughter. Yeah. And he's just visiting from New York and he runs a big hedge fund there. And he's like, Yeah, you know, I could um he's like, I could retire now. He's like, but I don't and he was giving me his reasons for it. But his life is so stressful. He works he works he works he uh, said work at six in the morning, works till eight o'clock at night.
1: So he should just retire or he should do something different. Not retire, but just switch up his life so he gets more time with his kid.
0: Yeah, but it's just like even people who are making a lot of money. Have some big you know prestigious job sometimes their lives just aren't that great like they've, they've they've made their lives suck in a certain way
1: but it's like like working in uber media like doing a desk job i used to hate i used to feel chained i used to feel stressed out now i'm doing a desk job and i feel free it's like it's just a different perspective yeah because that, that i'm now on the other side of the fence so i'm looking back at that and thinking wow that's good
0: well i think yeah that's a couple of things i mean one is you know, I, one thing I've always done, which I think has worked to my advantage in the end is I just try and focus on what it is that I, how I want my life to be now. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm t- I tend to make my quality of life the highest priority as opposed to money or anything else, money or power, or fame or whatever it is that you're trying to optimize for it, Like, you know, is is my life, do I, do I enjoy my life every day? If the answer is if, so that's what I do. I do what I enjoy doing. I do what yeah. I like doing. I don't do what people think I should be doing or what's going to necessarily make the most money. Obviously <laughs> I've made that choice a few times. And, but and the result of that is I'm happy. I have a really pretty easy life and pretty yeah. fun life. So actually, I actually have an incredibly fun life. That's why like, I don't really even feel like I've taken a vacation because my life is so nice. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like you said, I feel like we're living in a, uh, like li- living it's in a like, like, vacation. It's like
1: living a vacation. Ah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's like, I, you know, I have control of my life. I get to work with cool people, think about interesting things. You know whatever, so
1: talking about interesting things, how about any food?
0: one more one more thing yeah one more go on. Thing. so the fourth thing oh okay
1: yeah, you have the four,
0: fourth yeah. thing that goes against fluoride there's a couple an article just came, EPA just reversed its position on fluoride the maximum amount of fluoride that can be added to the water so that there' been year there had been sort of murmurings and complaining that there was some study that said that fluoride was toxic in some way and that it was in the water and yeah. It was really big in sort of conspiracy theory circles. yeah, yeah, like you'd see that come kind of, up kind of like the chemtrails thing, you know, like yeah. it's one of those kind of like seemingly sort of unsupported conspiracy theories well, the ePA just did a uh just just reversed its findings, saying that the maximum amount of fluoride that can be added is actually needs to be much less because they're finding that they're seeing streaks and pitted in the teeth of kids their 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 the teeth the teeth their, their teeth are streaked or pitted because of the fluoride there's too much fluoride. I went to check on um Pasadena, like our you can go to the Pasadena water yeah. and see what their uh water and power and see what they are actually fluoride is kinda of, they add it, but it's still pretty low. It's in the lower range. It's okay. not it's not a ton. Yeah. But uh that was kinda of interesting. So fluoride is- bad too much fluoride bad. Yeah. Salt not bad. Yeah. Leaning back in your seat, not bad. Yeah. Positive thinking. Not good. Not good. <laughs> 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 or at least that kind of positive thing, you know, imagining what you want,
1: you know. Yeah, the secret kind of thinking.
0: Yeah, that, that's sort of bad. So you're going to, have to ask about Anyfoo?
1: Anyfoo, well, I've, I've got an idea on how we can, because I've, I've been trying to think about how can I negotiate the, the, and, and the issues and the problems that we've got with Anyfoo. And I've come up with a solution. Now, I know that you have a couple of clients right now, and you're, on, you're interested in a cash run right now right? So what I figure is I'm going to pay you to work on any food (laughs) and I'm going to pay you a higher rate, whatever, whatever the highest rate that you are being paid. I'm going to offer you that much. I've got a kitty of 2000 bucks that I can put into this to get any food done and out the door and you will get that cash. Are you serious? I'm deadly serious, deadly serious. (laughs) So that for you, so there's no excuse under any circumstances so you will get paid up to 2 grand at the, at a better rate than than either of your current contracts. I don't know if I can accept to that to finish anything. <laughs> I don't know if I can accept that. <laughs> well, but but as an entrepreneur, I need to make this make this happen, right? So it's it's an investment on my part. It's <laughs> kind of interesting. Actually, that's ha- it's called like hacking Jason. Yeah. H- hacking my partner. How exactly. I hacked my partner.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually very clever. I have to give it to you. <laughs> clever to you for someone who's as money hungry as I am right now. <laughs> actually, I'm just kidding. I'm
1: not that money hungry, but I, I, uh, I am a little bit on the cash run. But so then if you're working on any food, you won't like, you won't feel like, Oh, Oh, I could be working on this other project to earn money because there's, there, there wouldn't be more than two grand's worth of work to get that done. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah. Now i I i should been saying it's probably even being sort of conservative, Fifteen to twenty hours tops. Yeah, you know, to get the, all the rest of the dashboard stuff done. Right. So they and, and I have done some work on it. Although the last week I haven't done it because I was in up in San Francisco with Uber.
1: Well, does that inspire you to, to, to do it more to get the to get the It assets? does inspire me, I have
0: to say, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to admit, it inspires me just a little bit. I have to You admit. get
1: paid more. Like so just even and what what's your what's your highest rate that you're being paid right now? It's, hundred it's bucks? Yeah, that's all. You it get hundred and ten bucks an hour for watching them on, on any food. Hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, I have to think about it. I have to think about it. The offer's there. I'm being completely it. serious. I, I, I'm not that's, joking.
1: That's because because I, I, as an entrepreneur, I've got an investment in that business and have for a long time. Now, I know that that business can bring us both a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Like real money. So I will easily make my two grand back if you build that and we can start if putting I just it out there. Finish my damn work? Yes.
0: Like, I will easily make like, my money. What back. do I have to say to get you to finish that work? Because I'll
1: say it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't argue with that You can't argue with that Because it's it's You know If you weigh that up You're against- speaking
0: You're speaking to my mercenary side Right Right You're speaking to Jason The mercenary The yep. mercenary Not Jason The uh, do it for the love of it the exactly. love of the, the love of the game Yeah
1: You get paid You get paid
0: so You're a mercenary I'm going to pay you like a mercenary yep. Be a mercenary
1: And then My my hope is Is that once you, Once you're paid on those On that hourly rate To get it done And you do it Then you're going to be so happy with it That you're going to be motivated with it again and we're going to be rolling.
0: Well, you ha- I have to say that like when I did get back in and I started getting some of that stuff done, because once you start working on it, it's the, the momentum carries you. Yeah. Right. You just, you, like, when, you know, once you get stuck on a problem, you just want to go to the next step. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the challenges um,
1: is just losing the momentum. You know, when you lose someone, how do you get a kickstarted again? Even, even with Uber media, like, I mean, I'm not even, bu- I'm building stuff for someone else. And I said to them, I, I don't want to work more than four hours a day. I don't want to work more than four hours a day. But when I'm in there and I'm working on the problem, I'm like, oh, I've got just an, I can do an extra hour right now because my mind's in it. I yeah. want to get it done. Yeah, you know? but you had to force yourself to stop. Yeah, exactly. You've got to force yourself to stop once you, you're into it.
0: Do you yeah. ever go, so I'm, you know, I'm going to work tomorrow today, but I'm only going work two tomorrow. Do you like intermittent fasting?
1: <laughs> oh, no, we, we said that was structured in- procrastination, wasn't it? That was our structured procrastination theory, like yeah, yeah. 50 or 80 episodes ago.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like structured procrastination, but yeah. I mean, you know, you could do that. You could say, you know, if you're feeling, if 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 whoever's your, you know, who you report to, if whoever is kind of monitoring your hours, and you if there's a day that you feel like, you know, I just feel like cranking a couple more hours, you you do it and say, yeah, I'm just gonna work I'll work two hours tomorrow. You might it might be better that way for you some days.
1: I said, I said um, to my manager, I said, I I kind of work five hours today. Is that a problem? And she said. You can work as many hours as you want, we want you to work more hours. So I was like, oh, this is cool, you know so there's there's kind of no no so they just kind
0: it. of want as a minimum like they we want you to at least work
1: this no many, they, they wanted me full time basically, but i i I was the one who pushed for the four hours so yeah. they so they're like, no, no, we want you as much as you can get it, do so yeah, well that was cool Well, that's, yeah, that's the same thing cool. was
0: with, with uber that's what Travis yeah. was like, well, how many hours can you give me a week yeah and I was like, well, I can give you thirty five hours a week that's yeah. it you know because I want to have extra time for my own stuff and and whatever. So speaking over, can I switch
1: topics? Well, well, except you can switch topics once you once you commit to the deal I offered you.
0: No, I can't. We're gonna talk about that. We need to talk. I need to think about it. this. Is like a kind of thing. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll okay, th- we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'll, I'll give you a decision tomorrow. How I feel about this, because part of me is uh, tantalized, and part of me <laughs> is disgusting. is disgusted and repulsed <laughs> the thought that I could take your money to finish it. So, right. but uh, let's, let's let's talk about it. whatever. I mean, yeah, I want to get it done too. I, okay, I well, to well, well, I
1: here. need a decision and a, and some kind of resolution by the end of tomorrow. I need a, something on paper. Something yeah, just because blood. something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. Because put it this way, if, if we can't make this happen, then I, I don't want to do the project anymore. Yeah, move on, do something else. Basically, because it's taking up too much mental space and stress. It's a loop that's not closed. Yes. You want to close the loop?
0: Yes. So we got a we got a um we got another request uh, session request come through.
1: I saw that from, that Jeff was Jeff Wobbley from, from Alex McCaw. To Alex McCaw. But he, did Alex didn't answer yet so he far? He hasn't did? answered yet, so no, I don't so. know if he's... Yeah, probably not going to happen.
0: But, um, well, I don't know about that. He might just, it was the weekend, maybe he was doing something else. We'll see. I was going to change topics. I'm trying okay. to figure out what it was. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Uber Media, I want to switch to Uber. Okay. So I was just up in San Francisco. Yeah. For... My month, once a month, or once every three week tour. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, it was a lot of fun because um, one thing that happens is, um, you know, everybody's working on Git. Everybody, you, you know, we need to, when you push your code, you put it in a branch and then you do a pull request. But just because you do a pull request doesn't mean it gets deployed. Mm-hmm. Right. So you might get some comments on there from another developer. You know, but they just sit there. So I, it's this code that I've written that sometimes it takes like a month, two months, three months, just not. Even, and then finally, you know, Conrad or Curtis, whoever's deploying it, will say, "Hey, I want to ask you a question about this, you know, branch or whatever." I'm like, "I did. I can't even remember what what was that about? <laughs> I mean, it's just been so long. Right? That was Three months ago. Yeah. So it's hard to remember. So I went up there and I just sat. I just sat next to Conrad the whole time. And Conrad is the one primarily primarily responsible for deploying code. And uh, and so I was joking. I'm like, you know, so what I do is I just stand, I just sit there and I stare in his ear until he deploys my code. <laughs> like just sit, just sit, there and just stare at the side of his face. Like, when you get to play, you ready to play? You get to play? <laughs> like your little kid. Are we there yet? Yeah. Are we there yet? Yeah. You play yet? Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. So we got all this code that was kind of been sitting around for the last few weeks or month, and we just got it all pushed out. And it's such a feeling of relief. When, when the stuff goes live. Yeah. And what's really cool now, because so Uber's getting to be a bigger and bigger deal, right? More and more people are using it. And the stuff that I work on are the real-time systems to do with like the dispatching, the real-time dispatching system and what we call the connection nodes, which are these front-end systems that sort of sort requests, or uh, they triage requests and send them to the right, uh, route them to the right dispatch server and whatever. And um, so a couple of things about it, which were kind of cool. So one of the things that I built recently was... Um, I I I changed the connection node, this for these front end nodes, so that when they can't find a dispatching server for a city for some reason it goes down or it's not responsive, um it what it'll do is it'll go try and find if one of the slaves are are the new are elected themselves the new master. So it figures out who's the who's the master dispatch for say San Francisco or New York. And what it'll do though is it'll buffer the messages. And before that kind of stuff was never happening. Right. There's no such thing as buffered messages or anything like that. So you, if you were if you were redeploying a deploying a new dispatch, it was like we had to wait until like the, the times were slow because messages were to get lost from all the f- client and driver phones. So now it would it would just queue up the messages for up to ten seconds, and then after that it would just garbage collect and say, you know, right now there's no there's, there's no dispatch available. But you'd see it like you know you turn it you turn it you you just restart a dispatch server, and even for like two or three seconds I was restarting, you'd, you'd you'd buffer up like two hundred and fifty messages, you just, and then it'd resend them all to new. So it was super cool, nice, right? Because yeah. it was like, nothing's lost. Yeah. Two seconds, nothing went down. It's redundant. Yeah, it's redundant. Also, so, yeah. I, you know, I was working on some variations of things like that. So I was watching that all, stuff get all deployed. So it was cool. So then he'd deploy it. And we have all these different cities now. He's, so he would start with small ones. It'd be like Tampa Bay, Seattle, Dallas. And then he's the bigger ones, you know. Boston, yeah, DC, New York. So, was, but the thing is really cool is watching the deployments go. So it's was, it's was almost like you know how, you know you would watch like 24 when he's movies, you see like all these real time logs just yeah. scrolling up, and like <laughs> two or three windows always across <laughs> everything go, and you're like, man, that looks cool. Yeah. That's what it looks like. I was there watching like New York, LA, boom, boom, 250 messages deployed, but you know, buffer awesome. sent, and just watching it. and I'm like, this is so awesome. I feel like I'm in a movie. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Conrad who's there you know, doing it. And he's like, yeah, this feel kind of like, kind of, kind of looks like a movie, you know, it's like kinda. war games mm-hmm. or like, um, yeah, some like of these hackers are trying to hack in a system yeah. and everything's kind of scrolling on this machine. He's funny. Who's wearing one of these hats. What are those kind of hats that wear like in England? There'd be like guys who wear like the, the the roadsters, and they'd have like a certain kind of driving hat, kind of thing. What are those called? I don't know.
1: They're like tweed. They're tweed hat, tweed hat. Has a little yeah. belt. I don't know what you he call He them. was
0: having one of those hats on. I'm like, you need like the driving gloves when you're deploying code. <laughs> 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 leather gloves. Yeah, <laughs> and like a scarf. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah it was it's real kind of a high. So going up there for so I go up there for three, three days, and we just get a ton done, and we just crank out this code and get everything deployed, and it was awesome because we were deploying a lot of last-minute big changes on uh, Friday, right before it got busy at like 4.30. And it was like, it was, so it was Conrad and I were working, another guy whose code um, we're deploying kind of in conjunction with mine, because our code, he was writing some back-end, sort of what we call the uh, math team, math department stuff, that was calculating surge pricing based on, yeah, stuff that I was doing. So anyway, so we all had to kind of work together, right? Yeah. And like, I'd be like, Oh, wait, wait, wait! Oh, I found the bug, and you know, I'd fix a bug, and then he'd fix a bug in the API, and then we redeploy. And it's like getting close. It's like four o'clock, four fifteen. It's starting to get busy. It's like yeah. everybody wants this stuff out, right? Because you don't want to be deploying code at like five thirty, six yeah, o'clock yeah. on a Friday night, yeah, on the West Coast. No, but uh, so we all get it out. So it's
1: just like, and it was, you know, that's awesome.
0: That's it fun. It's always a high. To Did do you that. tell
1: them the that, that marketing idea that I had? No. Oh, you didn't talk to them about that? Okay. Uh,
0: I uh, I haven't gotten around to that. You know, I think the chances of them taking any ideas like that are pretty small. I think they already have like a queue of like 300 ideas that they want to do. You
1: know how that is. Yeah, like, sure, sure. Um, So I actually moved uh, Plugio onto a new database. Because um, basically, uh, you know how Plugio is on Rackspace? Yeah. So... I had been in a situation where I had one Rackspace server that was just the, the database server, and it was like a four gigabyte instance. And then the other servers were running uh, NGINX. Mm-hmm. They were doing round robin load balancing. They were all speaking to this one backend database. Basically, for whatever reason, the database just went slow or whatever. I don't know. It was just it, it was just, because it's unmaintained, there's no DBA. It was just like a pig. It was just like really, really slow. Every request was falling over. I don't know. So I wanted to do some, uh, do some research to try and find some other solution. And I, we interviewed some, gu- some company who had a cloud-based solution. What was it called? PHP Fog. It's now AppFog. Uh, oh, no. this Another one called Xenoth or something. I can't remember anyway. So you've got you, – the, there's now this solution, these solutions where basically it's, it's cloud database. Okay. So it's like Amazon offer one where you can have MySQL in the cloud. It's, you don't have right. a server. Mm-hmm. You, you just, they'll just take care of the MySQL aspect.
0: Does Amazon do that?
1: Yeah, a- Amazon does that, yeah. And Rackspace now do that. So okay. basically cloud databases. So you don't deal with any server. You just basically get a MySQL instance, I guess, mm-hmm. and you just start adding databases. So I moved over to that. I got a 2GIG cl- uh, um, Rackspace cloud database. And it's 2GIG RAM.
0: It's like a node, right? They call it like a node or
1: something? Uh, they call it an instance. An instance, right? okay. So 2 gig RAM, and I, I added 10 gig hard drive. Okay. space. Unbelievable. It's like lightning. It's like lightning. All of a sudden, Plugio is a, a, like a pleasure to use again. Like, before it, it was, like, real slow. It was taking a long time for all this stuff. Learning. I thought
0: it got a lot faster when you moved your new architecture. It did.
1: It did. But then it just, slow, it just slowed down, I guess, because I'm not a DBA, because I don't keep do the check table, repair table, all that kind of stuff, and just mm. generally keep on top of it. Because Plugio has – there's there's nothing really cacheable in Plugio. It's 100% live, you know. It's just always pulling in new tweets. Right. You know, And do, and there's just really nothing cacheable. It's just very uh, transactional, Right. right? So anyway, I'm on this new Rackspace Cloud database, and the only issue that I had moving over, I mean, it was it was a breeze moving over from one sense, just do an, an SQL dump, you know, it's a big one, you know, 10 gigs, and then just import it over to Rackspace Cloud databases. Uh, the only issue is, is they have no way of changing the um, time zone. So all my scheduling stuff went off because the time zone was wrong, but I, mm-hmm. found, a, I found a query where you could... Basically, just at the beginning of your script, you can kind of change the time zone inside MySQL itself. Okay. They don't let you edit. You, you've got no access to php.ini, I see, right? right? But it's lightning fast. I can't even tell you how amazingly fast it is. And What's the company? Rackspace. Oh, it's Rackspace doing it. Okay, Yeah, Rackspace. It's Rackspace. So Rackspace have a new service where oh, basically, okay. and, and they've, they've written it from the ground up in some kind of interesting way. So they, they talk about how... Um, the the number of connections that it can have a second compared to Amazon is just like four times faster, you know. So Amazon have a have a cloud database system, but Rackspace is is four times. I mean, it's just blazingly fast. It's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, really nice. Any other updates with Plugio? Um, none really. Just it's it's ticking along, and it's moving fast. Revenue's still the same. There's no um. I'm I still feel. I'm I'm frustrated as hell with Plugio. Just the 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 kind of flatness flat, of the curve. Yeah. It's like flat. no matter
0: what you do, it's an immovable object. It yeah. Just it's won't. like
1: yeah. I I I would like to focus on another product. Just and,
0: leave this. Just leave as a cash cow. It's just four yeah. grand a month, and just let yeah. it make money. And it is. I money.
1: want to focus. Well, I want to focus on anything next. Right, right. Yeah. But
0: I mean, in terms of Plugio, yeah. Just
1: just milk it. Pretty much.
0: Well, I mean, you know, that's that's the thing, right? I mean, it's like. I think, you know, on the micro scale, you can try lots of things to improve a business, right? At a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. But you take a step back and you can think of that in terms of like that business itself as a strategy. You know, you're trying to push something. If it doesn't move forward, how many times do you keep doing it, right? It's like, it's like if you're saying, well, I'm going to try and blog to increase revenue. If that doesn't work, you say, I'm not going to blog anymore. I'm going to do something else. So you think of Plugio itself as a strategy for just making money. Right, so I'm not going to keep you keep trying to plug it. If it's just like 50 things you've tried and none of it increased revenue, you might be like, all right, maybe I should just work on something else.
1: But it's also such a bad idea as a general bootstrapping kind of business because if you take, for example, something like BitSketch that mm-hmm. Ruben Gomez does, mm-hmm. like he's not up against something that's going to be released by Hootsuite or some new feature or some new thing. Like because it's in the social media space, all these other guys are constantly. Innovating in a in a huge it's way, red coming it's up very with much completely, completely new ways of integrating with Google Plus and doing this. And so, my customers are always sending me things like, "Oh, look, you know, HubSuite does this now, or it does this." Whereas, I'm sure that Ruben Ruben with his invoicing software is not getting, "Oh, FreshBooks does this." You know, it he's just got a great solution, and it's just a basics. It's a niche. F- it's a niche, but that it's a big
0: it, enough yeah. niche, but it's not a an, an, an interesting or sexy enough one that you have. Five funded startups. But, but any foo's
1: like that, right? Any foo. Basically, the, the the promise that it gives you is the marketplace and connecting people, which is different to what Pluggio does. which Is basically the promise of tech, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I just want to move, you know, out, yeah, out of that. That's fair enough. Yeah. All right. Good
0: enough. I wanted a question. So one thing I asked you is what you thought of app. Was it app dot net? Yeah. Said, you think that's a diaspora of that's that's a diaspora of. Twitter or of the of the tweetosphere or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I probably it's get. Jasper like, but yeah. you just don't think it really
1: has any legs to it. That's gonna just die a quiet death, like Jasper did. I that's my hunch, my feeling, but I I could well be wrong. I mean, I someone someone said to me, you know, like. I think it was six or seven years ago they started telling me about social networking, and I was like, Man, "That doesn't sound any interesting," <laughs> you know. So, so it could be like that kind of scenario where I'm just so wrong; it's unbelievable.
0: Well, what, what? Okay, so a couple of things. I mean, I, it's not like I follow this closely, right? I, yeah. I don't really use Twitter, so I don't really have a dog in this fight one way or the other. But it seemed to me that like. Whereas Facebook, people have more of a more vested in terms of stuff that they've uploaded to it, pictures and things, their social network. Whereas the, uh, for Twitter, it's not the same. It's more transient, right? It's like what you said today. Nobody cares what you said three weeks ago. No. Three months ago, it's gone. And so app.net might be able to have that advantage. Now, people do have their followers, but you could probably move those over more easily.
1: But it seems like just the thing may- being made out of anger.
0: No, no. no. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's just listen. So the thing about that, I think, I mean, I can see why people are, I, I see, I think Twitter is kind of like email. It's almost like a very basic type of communication medium that should be just a sort of agnostic, generalized communication infrastructure, like, like email is, right? There's email or there tweets, there's HTTP, whatever, right? It's just, it's just a different category of of uh, whatever we call it, uh, a notification. You have a notification. You know, There's notifications and email and HTTP, yeah. among other things. So if that's the case, then it's just like, you, you know, before there was email was generalized, it was like everybody just used AOL. They had every or, or CompuServe or whatever people used, right? I, You know, they just used their internal AOL email, AOL mail or whatever they called it, right? Nobody used email, right? Because everybody either was on AOL or CompuServe, right? But eventually people started using email that wasn't tied to an internal services emailing internal email system right or mailing system right so i'm wondering could you do that with tweet with 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 notifications or or tweets as we call them so i because it seems like a lot of there are there's a certain amount of people getting frustrated because as it starts to try to make money it's just like getting making if someone tried to make money with email and you start getting spam that you couldn't filter because it's part of the the mailing system that you use you just had to read the spam right which is what we have to do with with twi- with tweets right mm-hmm. that you're just getting just getting stuff injected into your stream that people don't want to see so in people and um so anyway that's that's one thought i had the other thought is that i like that thought by
1: the way okay and it, and just to, just to interject keep your thought okay um it twitter is so broken i mean georgie has signed up an account and she's been using Twitter like a regular person, and and she's a play therapist, and she's been following play therapy people, and she's been suspended five times, five times. Just a new person starting to use Twitter has been suspended five times. Why? Because the spam protection has become so ridiculously heavy and trigger happy because there's so many people building fake accounts with Twitter. Yeah. So, so she, yeah, sock So basically, five suspensions. She said to me, this. She said, if they get, if if this happens again, even though. Justin, I know that you're, you know, you're involved highly in Twitter and i want to be. I'm not going to use it anymore because it's too stressful to be, a, be suspended and be all over the a annoying. Person. So think about all the new, all the people that's happening to I mean, if that's happening with her, I mean, I've also got quite a lot of emails from customers just saying my new accounts keep on getting suspended.
0: Yeah. You know? So,
1: you know, so the other thing is, there, one
0: of the reasons Diaspora failed, I mean, I think, I think there's probably like, you could probably come up with a, the t- top 10 reasons why it failed, is it was being built by a bunch of college kids that I don't think really were that technically adept. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, I remember um, uh, Patrick McKenzie wrote an article about how they weren't doing a very good job of authorization, checking authorization. Like, they, you know, here'd be article called authentication does not equal authorization. Right. Just because you're logged in doesn't mean you can, like, view any record. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, there's real rookie stuff. Yeah. So these guys are rookies, right? They're college. I mean, occasionally you have kids who are college who happen to be technically brilliant, right? And we've seen some startups come out of that. Or they were kind of newbies, but they banged away on their startup, but by, by the end of it, they actually made themselves good, right? Um, Diane, uh, app.net, and uh, it was Dalton Caldwell, Caldwell's doing it. I mean, I think they have real real developers. They have some real sharp developers. I mean, he's an experienced entrepreneur. I think he has a group of people who are actually developing Real code and this stuff is actually being deployed now. It's not like we're going to go build this. They're actually working now. It's actually but deploying. It's something
1: now. different to Twitter, isn't it? I mean, it's not really a replacement for Twitter because if it was a replacement for Twitter, it would be a global tweet stream. But they're not really building that. They're just building, you, giving you the ability to have a tweet stream with the app that you make. Isn't that correct? Or uh, you I'm know,
0: not- I haven't looked at that closely. The impression that I got was that um, that there will be probably. Um, like app.net servers, just like their email servers, Yeah, you know? And, and so like the different services will just put up email servers Yeah, and, and anyone can write an email, it's like you can write an email client. So you can go write a, a yeah, but, client. But, but the content pre- isn't
1: in a public timeline, right? So it's the whole point about Twitter is the contents in public timeline. That's the whole point. The point is in the public, the contents in the, in the you, public yeah, yeah. timeline. So anyone can look at like with email, you keep on bringing email as a, as a, as a kind of simile, but it's not. Because emails are private between sure. two people,
0: but it's but it's as is, as is, is long as you have an email server, people can send and receive money mail through that server. So you you know people will be on certain nodes or whatever. I think they could, just like you can find someone. Like if I want to follow you, they'll probably do some sort of inter node discovery process. Where is Justin Vincent or something? I haven't looked at that deeply. Oh, so
1: okay. so uh, so AppNet is like a global timeline, like Twitter. I mean, if it is, then yeah. that's then that's. Possibly, yeah, that's interesting, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and it seems like a lot of the people who are big shots in the technical world, people who have lots of followers, people who are all over Twitter, I mean, this is the kind of people who are getting irritated by what Twitter's doing. And there are also people like you who build businesses on top of Twitter and are getting frustrated by the fact that that Twitter doesn't always play nice, right? They, yeah. Sometimes they pull rank on you and they screw you over and stuff. Yeah. Well, if you're you working on sort of like some agnostic, you know, infrastructure system like like email no, there's nobody to kick you off you create an email client you create a notifications client yeah you can do whatever you want
1: people can either yeah. buy it or not You anyway that's
0: oh, they, 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 but on.
1: they did reach the goal five hundred eighty-seven thousand uh funding and they've got 32 hours left i'm just looking at the app net yeah they were right four
0: now. nine they were like 490 like this afternoon and yeah. i was thinking and and people were saying it wasn't going to happen i, I think don't call well i i don't know people were all dismissing it and he's keeps He's sticking around. I don't know. I think he might be one of those guys that no, you would want to think right. twice before betting against. I think he's pretty committed. I think he's pretty savvy. And uh, I think he's onto something here.
1: You could be right. Yeah, I just I just think that I, d- I don't understand whether it's public or whether it's private. Because my, my interpretation of, of what it is, is it's something like where if you wanted to, you could build your own Yammer. So you could build a website and it would, it, it's giving you the backend infrastructure of Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you have all your own users on your website and that's one silo of users. Yeah. And then someone else comes along and they build their website and they have their silo of users, but those two silos aren't interacting with each other. But maybe, that's the Maybe, main maybe I'm misunderstanding. That, but I maybe, I maybe I, I am. I think
0: it's what I'm talking about because if it's what you're talking about, I don't think that's very interesting as a, um, as a uh as a movement. His thing, he's trying to start a movement here. He's yeah. Saying, All right, everybody, let's do this thing. Let's rip this out of the grip of Twitter. Yeah. Like, let's make that let's make a public notifications uh infrastructure platform, whatever.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm probably wrong about it. So uh, if
0: you're right, then of course that'd be something to build and plug you. If you were the first people to get something out, you can get something really
1: quick. Oh no, that's awesome. I mean if it, if it's a public timeline, I'll I'll add you know, add it to Plugio. That'd be fantastic. Great. In
0: fact, yeah. So, um, you know what you could do is you could build like a like kind of a baby plugio, like something but Buffer
1: App already did by the way. But oh, they did their yeah. first Buffer App's already out there, they've already done it. Of course they're on you know, they're on top of it. Yeah. What were you doing the Those last guys. couple weeks? I've thinking I, about it? Yeah, not, <laughs> I've been working for Uber <laughs> Media. <laughs> right, right. Like I said, I I'm you know, I'm If like either something really good needs to happen with Plugio, get some kind of injection of enthusiasm. I need an injection of enthusiasm or an injection of funding, or I need to or just an injection, move away to a different uh, product space. Right.
0: Yeah. So um, <laughs> here's a completely off topic thing. So, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to go out. It's
1: probably a waste of time. We don't just let you know. We're one hour 40 so far. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, Do you hear that they're uh, trying to uh, there? There are, there's a collegiate, competition called called iGEM. Well, iGEM does a few different things. They make these biobirectures. I'm back to the topic of synthetic biology. Oh, yeah, okay. And there's this iGEM competition that's done at the collegiate level and also the high school level. They have two divisions. And one of the, uh, I guess what they're doing this year, at least according to this article, uh, this Wired article, was that they're trying to engineer uh, bacteria that could live on Mars. Nice. Right, so like, you know, because it, uh, Mars is like a frozen over desert. Like it gets really hot and gets freezing cold, like extreme uh, temperature range. Uh, and because there's no atmosphere, I guess the radiation's a lot higher, 90% carbon dioxide, all these kinds of things that would make any life or most life on Earth, you know, impossible, to unable to survive. Is
1: this in an effort to terraform Mars? Is that what they want to do?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's like, first of all, I think this is just a competition. Like this is an interesting thing you know i mean i think probably what scientists want to do is they're going to pick a really good long hard effort to see if they can find anything alive there at a certain point i don't know if it's five years from now or 25 years from now if there's nothing if they can't find any sign of life after like so many years after so much time and get to the point like hey we'd like to actually set up and actually attempt to colonize it then there'd be a probably a, a serious discussion like okay can we just can we all agree that there's nothing alive here and so can we try and introduce our own life forms that can sort of terraform mars you know? Anyway, that's the idea for... A, it's just a competition. Can we engineer viruses? So they were doing all kind of cool stuff. They had something called the Hell Cell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just because it, the mic keeps on hitting into, the, into your shirt. It's just like your shoulders like this, and you yeah. turn around like that. So yeah. hold this here, and everything will be fun. Yeah.
0: So there's there's something called the Hell Cell. Yeah. And it's like something you can live in hell. I <laughs> can let oh, these right. extreme yeah, temperatures. Yeah. And it, it was pretty amazing. I mean, it, there's, there's, there's some kind of... Um, uh beetle, I think, that could that, that creates this protein that was like antifreeze. <laughs> yeah. And, and that uh, they could survive inc- incredible cold yeah. temperatures and um and there's another one that could uh that was resistant to, to extreme radiation. Um so that you could potentially, yeah, you know, engineer life forms. Did you that see that live.
1: blog that blog post about um pro- or did you even send me the link about it proving that Darwin is right? Yeah. Uh so that that there's like we have we have our one level of proof but this was another a, a, a new scientific study proving again that Darwin was right about um so basically what they were saying was that if if evolution is correct essential um components of of the the species will stay the same but non-essential components will really vary a lot because that's the way that evolution works right. so they looked at the the inner ears of sloths right and the inner ears of sloths are like are really, really different from sloth to sloth. Right. Cause it's like, they don't use it. There's no, they don't, mm-hmm. there's no purpose for it in their, in their species, but the rest of the animal is very similar. So just thought you might find that interesting.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. You seem fascinated and interested.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think this was sort of a settled argument, like a hundred years ago, you know, it's like, <laughs> <how> much... <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, not for the creationists, Well, you know, people are going to believe whatever they want to believe, I guess. But, uh, so, there's been another um, sort of cyber weapon discovered. Oh, like, right. Dux, like Dooku, Stuxnet, and Flight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Called was, Gauss. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, it was, it was also discovered by, uh, it was it Kaspersky Labs? And it's sort of... It, the way Do they, they make
1: these things? Who? Do they just make these things? No, I mean,
0: these are way beyond what, like, some little antivirus... I always something.
1: wonder, it's like, you know that old
0: saying, oh, you like, smelt right, it, your, you dealt
1: it, you know? Yeah. I wonder if it's like that.
0: No, no, these these things are... Are basically created. Uh, all these things are, the, are. and I think they've actually been admitted. They finally admitted that it was the U.S. in Masa- in conjunction with Mossad, so it was right? CIA, okay. NSA, yeah. Mossad. It was like everybody knew that. and It's like, but they're like, well, we, we think of some nation states that seem to be targeting Iran. It's like, really? Who do you think? Is, who do you think that is? France? Yeah. Japan? Yeah. yeah and of course, it's the U.S. and, and Iran. I mean, yeah. and, and Israel. I mean. So anyway, the um, it was it's called Gauss, and uh, it was funny. It, it it became active in September. And, but then, and it's affected about uh, 2,500 machines where flame only affected 700. They, Kaspersky Labs discovered it in June It was turned off in July
1: hmm.
0: because they, it's, they stopped, they, the, 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 the virus stopped, the Trojans stopped communicating with the command and control servers. Hmm. Yeah. It's basically realized that we have been, co- co- yeah. been covered. But they saved, they, the thing is, they reason they knew it was the same, devo- uh, the same, uh, developed by, the developers of flame i am you know the us and uh israel is that it had the same components and infrastructure using a lot of the same code base the same huh. libraries wow you know? and um it said that essentially what it was doing is it was um it was uh, tracking and observing and saving banking information yeah like people it was primarily in lebanon actually and it was primarily a bunch of banks that are over in that part of the world but it was also uh, citibank and paypal so the problem is with this kind of stuff Let's take the whole thing apart about, like, aggressive warfare, which is illegal by international treaty, right? You're, you're not allowed to just... Aggressive warfare is, 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 is a crime, is an is international crime. This is international warfare, right? But let's just, let's just skip that whole thing. Let's, let's just pretend that it's cool to just start attacking a nation, whether it's, you know, drone strikes or, you know, sending your tanks or just going and blowing up their computers or whatever it is, right? Let's just forget that conversation. The problem is, is that stuff gets out in the public domain. And these are really powerful viruses that can do really nasty things. So things that that take huge teams of specialists to develop are now going to be available to hackers. It's kind of like if you developed you know, you're developing nuclear weapons or you're developing these high-powered weapon systems and then they just kind of get left on the side of the road and you have a bunch of people like, huh, missile control system, huh, we have some radioactive material. Yeah. It's just out there. People just take it and use it. Yeah. And the stuff that can, can do this, all of a sudden you're going to have some kind of um, variation on this. Someone's going to fork it and be <laughs> like, you know, all of a sudden you're going to have forks of this code or these libraries and, you know, people are going to be able to, like, track and steal your banking information, your PayPal information.
1: Yeah, well, they can. I'm sure that they're already doing that. But yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah. So, yeah. in fact, in fact, um, on that point, my, have you got something else you want to say right now? No, that's pretty much that one. So, my mum got a call, and she's at home, and someone calls up and they say, "Hi, this is Microsoft. Uh, your computer is infected oh, no. with a virus." Oh no. Oh no. Um. So we you know we, we, we want to help you and she's like oh oh I'm so oh thank you so much for calling so what you know what's the deal and they're like well just all you, we we can fix that for you right now oh, just, just install team viewer so she installs team viewer then just give us the give us the credentials you know what's the password and she's like oh yeah okay so they they log on via team viewer they then install some they install some kind of virus checker they run it and then it's like her whole computer is like covered in viruses. Fair. So they say, Oh, no worries, no worries, we can fix this for you. Um, we just have to upgrade you to the latest version of Windows. So it's it costs three hundred and twenty three dollars and you just pay us, click this link and you can pay us. So she clicks the link and it goes to like a Western Union site mm-hmm. where, and it's and, and all the all the languages changed to Hindi. Right. So basically she's paying someone in India and then that's when she realizes something's weird. And I get this call and she's like, Hey, Justin, Justin, I'm, I'm on the phone on this, on the other line to this person who's basically says this and this and this. So anyway, of the story, of the short of you it is her to shut her computer off and hang up the phone. I, well, look, they've at, at this stage, they've installed their own software on her machine. Right. Right. I said, your machine needs to be wiped. Your hard drive needs to be wiped. You can't turn it on anyway. While, while it's on the internet. Right, because obviously they can have access, yeah. um, but also it's a call center calling from India. Like in other words, there is call centers doing this this hack. Can you imagine that? Like, I can. Hundred people in a call center in India. I'm
0: just surprised that they were that ham-fisted about. It. It'd be so much easier to do it do it in a slick way that but, you could get away with it and you would never get caught. Well,
1: I mean, what they, they, do g- is, they gave her a number and she could call back. She and, and they call up and they say, "Hello, Windows support." Yeah. So
0: it's but the fact that it went to, you know, India and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean they could have done it, they could have done a much better job. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. But, but you know
0: it's a friend of mine had a similar thing happen. Um, he was telling me this is a, a couple months ago about how his um grandmother, like all of a sudden she was sending a bunch of money and Western Union and all this stuff, money and they had to and he basically, you know, basically took all, you know, a huge sum of her cash and you know, because of all this, you know, I I can't remember what oh the, the whole con, Nigerian the, kind of thing the con no it was, just a, it was just, no it wasn't a Nigerian scam but it was some kind of con about um you know I don't remember but I mean it was uh, that's the problem is they prey on older people
1: it's amazing to me how people could be uh, like clever enough to do all of this stuff they could put that same cleverness into just developing a, a normal business.
0: Well, you're just telling me how hard it is to develop. I, know, I suppose it is. Hard. So right, it's hard. But maybe right. it's Even just for hard smart, for me. Maybe no, it's it's hard. It's hard for smart people. It's hard for smart, talented people to make something work. So if you're smart and uh, you know you're not as hardworking or you're not as technical or whatever, I mean a lot of these people turn to. They don't have the ethics and they just do you know illegal, unethical things. So um, but want to change the subject actually um, because I know we're kind of running out of time here um, so. The um, did you see the article about is algebra necessary?
1: Uh, I, I saw it, but I didn't read it.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it's funny, thing is, is because i had actually been thinking about the same thing. So, there was some basically the article I read was some scientific American say, Oh, that's ridiculous, you know, how do people know what they're going to study? And we need people to have some understanding of like relationships, which is what algebra is about, and this and that. And I have to say that I really don't think that the way we the way we require math courses is, is the right. People I know, it, it seems like you're either on the you're either on one side of the fence or the other. You're either somebody who's mathematically inclined and you trust your ability to use algebra or calculus or whatever solve problem, or you're not. And it's a very small fraction of people who trust themselves to do anything other than arithmetic or basic percentages. Everybody else would would never use algebra and like be like, "Well, this is clearly right because you can see x divided by y, you know,
1: you know Is right? this also related to the other article about are you if you eat a corn cob, how you eat the corn cob depends on the kind of mathematician you are? No. Okay. No. <laughs> that was on I can
0: use yesterday. No, I I I, I didn't read that one, but the thing is is that the way I think it should work is you know, you you if you're going to go if if you know you're you if you're really interested in that kind of stuff, take algebra. Take calculus. Take these kinds of things in high school. But if you're not, I think there should be just sort of a generic, like, one-year class that gives you some basics in algebra, just general, you know, how equations work, how to solve simple equations, the basics of geometry, how you find the area of a circle and what angles are and things like that, just to get a general awareness of it. The basics of probability, the basics of statistics, like what's a distribution. Because these people take algebra and geometry, they still don't learn, they never, they're never taught probability, Probability is more important than geometry. Right. You know, just having some just general sense of like what are dependent, independent variables
1: and, 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 different things. I mean, but you know, plus also if you gave like a thin smattering of all the different subjects that would actually enable someone to really decide, Oh God, I'm so fascinated by this. I really want to go deeper.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could, I would do it like a survey, just give them, you know, it's like at nine months, about a month in each one of these basic things. And then one year of math and then you're done. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Problem is you go, I've seen this so many times that people f- overweight the value of what they're doing or what they're interested in, and they think everyone should do it. You go talk to a literature professor and they think everybody should, should read Shakespeare and Chaucer and, and think deeply about those things. Yeah, you know, but then you ask him, he goes, so what do you remember about calculus? He doesn't know it. Yeah. He doesn't know algebra. Yeah. You know, you go to the mathematician, so, you know, what do you remember about King Lear? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, don't. You know, other than saying that you saw the play, like what do you really, they don't, it doesn't affect them, it hasn't created less of life. It's just the vague awareness of those things. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people who are who are intellectual and like to think of like, oh, all of this stuff is so important, leaving a deep a deeper life and stuff. It's like, yeah, right, Become aware of literature, aware of what mathematics is or physics is or biology. This thing stuff's all but you just need to make people aware of it. Just have a certain level of just I mean, because it falls out of everyone's brains anyway. They don't remember it a year later, much less ten years later. It's gone. And they certainly don't trust their ability to utilize them as tools. And I just think it's kind of like one of these things where people do a lot of things out of sort of principle, but they're so inefficient that it's like, it, it doesn't really stand up to, to argument. Like, why are you doing this? It did not. Um, so, for instance, I, I often hear the argument like, you know, kids who learn a second language um, do better on um, their vocabulary in SAT or something. I'm like, you know what? You know how hard it is to learn a language? How I many years or hours, thousands and thousands of hours of, of effort it takes to learn a language fluently? Why don't we just skip that and just work on your, your, <laughs> la- your vocabulary? Right. We could probably put in 1% the effort and get out five times the result. You know, yeah. people say, oh, well, you know, you know, like, if you do this, I, I just hear it all the time. in exercise. I hear it in terms of exercise. I hear it all on stuff. It's like, just do that thing you want to be good at. Yeah. Quit messing around. Don't use that as a rationalization. You know, if you think learning a language is good because you want to go live there or you want to communicate with people who speak that language, then learn it. But, you know, these sort of side effect related, you know, things I just think are kind of, I kind of do the
1: thing you want to do.
0: Well, just, just be, it's kind of like be sports specific. I mean, or, you know, just be specific what you're trying to optimize for. You know, I I just, you know, I hear, I hear, I hear those kind of rationalizations all the time. I think it's kind of similar. Um, but I think I, I'm kind of on the thing is, and I know. I mean, I'm a math guy, right? I love math. I think it's part. But I also know that the vast majority of people don't get it. They don't understand it. They never have. They never will. They don't care. It doesn't even. And still, it still, still does matter. So, you know, I've been teaching myself electronics. Oh yeah, because right? if I'm going to teach kids electronics, I got to know it myself. Yeah, you right? got to learn it. So I've been kind of. I have. I've got. I've bought four books on the subject. Yeah. And it's funny, like they're all very inefficient for the most part, they're all pretty inefficient in how they teach. And just, you remember how I told you about how I taught my brother calculus in a, you know, a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it on the last show, I think. And, and I'm not saying that you can master a whole subject in two and a half hours or an hour, even five hours. But what, you know, my, my whole point of saying something like that is that you can get the essence of a subject, the fundamentals of it down pretty quickly. If, if the person teaching you to can show and to say, these are the big questions, yeah. this is why, this is the problems. These are the questions we're trying to answer. And these are why you might want to
1: care about these And questions. this is why you care, yeah. And this is why That's you care. That's a big deal.
0: Right? So if I if, if I just immediately start talking about cell biology, you know, to you and you're just like, okay, what's well, this mitochondria and there's ribosomes and you're going to be like, oh, why do I care? Oh, it's on the test. Okay. I guess I'll remember the test so I can get a good grade. So my parents don't get mad at me or whatever. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or I can get a good GPA so I can get into but if if I say, hey, you know, so we're having this competition, we're trying to develop, or we're trying to figure out how to develop something to live on Mars. Yeah, you would be like, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So that you know, and you start going down that path, and you're like, you work backwards, and you're like, okay, so now we got to figure out this, so we can figure out this. Yeah. You yeah. know, then you get it, right? Yeah. And. Um, so what was your
1: the main point you're bringing? So up the main here?
0: point is the main point is oh, there's actually two points I guess they're kind of related. One is, so it's, you know, just by you know teaching myself electronics, is reminding me of how hard it is to find a book that teaches something efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. Even books that I think the people who wrote them are smart, knowledgeable, really tried. And I just think it's incredibly difficult that like, you have to have four, have to, you have to buy like four or five books because some, of some just don't answer very basic questions. Like I have to go to another book and go, well, no one even pointed it out to me. Like, why is it that no one ever points that out? You know, and finally you find something that answer the question. And, um, and I feel like um, I feel like it's one of the one of the biggest problems in education is the inefficiency with which things are taught. They're yeah. Just inefficient. They just they go okay. Well, you know, like we you know use the calculus example because it's an easy mm-hmm. example. It's like well, I'm not gonna explain why calculus the problems that you need to start why you need why a derivative is important. Like you know, I'll give you some. Problems that seem like they might be kind of cool, and see like see if you can figure out how to fix, you know, to solve them, and then realize that you have no idea how to solve them. Like, okay, I can show you how you can solve that, you know, with a derivative. Yeah, like why a derivative or why an integral, and then we'll work backwards and take it. Well, these are the two, the big two things in calculus are this and this, and you know, whatever. And instead, we're like, okay, so we're gonna talk. We we'll spend the first couple weeks talking about relations. Yeah. And then we're gonna talk our inequalities. Yeah. And then we're gonna spend another th- two months talking about sequences and series and limits, and you're gonna be like. I don't really know
1: why I care about this. Stuff. So that was the first point. What was the second?
0: The well, the second point is I don't know if I said the second point, but I just think that, um, just, just it's inefficient. I just don't know why, you, you you know, books are so it's so hard to find a book that teaches you. The right, the core information in an efficient
1: way. So do you want to do something about this?
0: Well, I do. Well, I mean, that's kind of why I want to do this thing with the kids, this catalyst thing. is like, I I mean, I'm not writing a book, but I think I see if I can teach. See If you can teach a kid, kids in the eight to 12 year old range, complicated topics, then you have to be pretty efficient because they're not going to give you a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, they have minimum attention spans and they have a minimum time available. And these are complicated topics. That anything's interesting usually is a little bit complicated, so you got to break things down and make it really simple. So we'll see. You know, I mean, I, I guess me, I guess I'm talking kind of a big game fact that I'm saying that I think I can even do it. So we'll see if I can, and we'll see. But um, it's just, it's just, uh, it's frustrating that you have to work so hard to 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 find the right information. And and, and uh, yeah, I had actually answer you kind of, you kind of got me off track there. I was going to say something else, but. Um, what it was. Oh, you know, one last thing I want to say. So that the electronics books it was interesting. Yeah. So you kind of have this 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 sort of schism. You have your electronics hobbyists books, which sort of are like, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about the basic electronics and then we're gonna show you some circuits and then you just kinda build them and like, ooh neat, isn't that that's a buzzer circuit or this is a circuit. It doesn't really go in a whole lot of depth in analyzing how the circuit works. Like, you know, like so like if I say, well I want to build a circuit from scratch just I w- just like I can invent a computer program, I know how loops and conditionals work and functions and variables work or whatever. So basically, I can just in- imagine a program and then I can just sit down and write it using these primitives. And so, but these books don't teach you that. They don't go, okay, well, this is a resistor, this is a capacitor, this is a transistor, this is a diode, but I, 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 I can follow your directions. and You tell me kind of what a diode is, and you're telling me kind of what a capacitor is, and then you're showing me a circuit and then I build it, but you're not really showing me like how to,
1: yeah, but you're not something. but what you just described in programming isn't the true primitives because the true primitives is machine code. But yeah. you don't you're not learning that and you don't care about that. No,
0: but but what it but you can build but once you the primitives at our level, the way we're interacting with the machine it when we're programming are those those are kind of the primitives that we understand. That's right. how you you don't you and I don't directly interact
1: So with you those. think a capacitor is similar to a for loop? Yeah exactly okay exactly I mean, so machine kind of code is
0: like what the capacitor is made out of yeah i mean it's a lower level yeah you know it's the electrons themselves or the currents but you know and and then but there's the other side there's a, there's electronic hobbyist books which are kind of fundamentally I show you you know show how to use a breadboard and they show how to do you know use the basic tools and the other side you have these sort of circuit analysis books which are built for electrical engineering students yeah and it just goes completely over the top the other end everything's yeah. a differential equation yeah and you're like you don't yeah, I mean, it's like that. You need something kind of in the middle, where it's like you don't have to be solving differential equations, but you. It's more than just like you hey, say the same
1: thing it. about the synthetic biology. Same thing. Yeah,
0: it's the same thing. I. I mean, because I guess there is. There's this middle market where it's not being addressed. You have people who are just kind of hobbyists, and they like to. They build a circuit. They build like they deal with electronics the same way other people might build like a model airplane. I don't know how to build a model airplane from, from scratch. I just look at the schematic and I follow the directions, and I build it, and then it does something, and I go, oh, that was kind of neat. And that's what most hobbyist electronics. Hobbyist electronics people don't go, I have an idea for a circuit that's going to do some cool thing, and then I'm just going to go in and draw some schematic and then try and build it. The way I see it, that's not what happens. Electro- electrical engineers design circuits from scratch, but they get this really deep, low-level theoretical understanding of it, highly mathematical and, and the same thing with synthetic biology. It's kind of like, you know, mo- I mean, except there's not really a hobbyist side of it. Um, there's just this really, well, oh, you need to have at least a master's degree in molecular biology or biochemistry. Yeah. To think about it, which is like, to me, I think that's, you know, way more than you need. Yeah. But anyway, the last thing I'll say about it, there was one guy who said, it was a guy who wrote like a Ask Hacker News. And he said, well, I um, I would to teach myself computer science. What kind of math should I learn for it? And this one guy goes on there, and I swear to God, he lists like all the math that you would need to get like a master's in math. I mean, he's talking about topology and differential manifolds. And I'm like, are you out of your effing mind, dude? <laughs> when the hell has anyone ever in programming, does anyone use that stuff? They don't.
1: Yeah.
2: It's
0: like, it's just ridiculous. Because like, you know what the chances are that that guy's going to do that?
1: Zero. I mean, the most you, well, the most that I've seen in my career, people have used is the physics stuff. Mat-
0: oh, thi- just because they're doing thi- like physics, games? maths. Yeah,
1: we'll just flash. You know, just even just effects of Bouncing a menu. Bars. Yeah, even just as a menu moves out or something, give it some kind of. That's
0: really basic, but it's just so funny. But the problem is the advice of go do that. Basically, you're telling him that it's too hard. No, no, no one is going to do that. No. So it's a stupid advice. Why did he even give? And, and he got all these upvotes. I was like, oh, that's totally great. These are all these are really great books. I'm like, dude. Nobody's gonna do a, a read a book on like combinatorics and set a points set topology or complex analysis to write a Ruby script. Did you reply? No, but it was so asinine, and I could tell like everybody was like, "Yeah, that's awesome. This is great math. You should know this." Yeah, in theory, it'd be great to know everything, right? But nobody's gonna nobody's gonna take the time to learn that on their own. I mean, math is about math is about as hard of a thing. Math and physics are probably the two hardest things to try and learn on your own. I mean, how many people are self taught in
1: and that is like almost... What it. answer would you have liked to have seen be the top? Don't learn any math, just start coding stuff. Just start building, you know, answering problems.
0: I'd say, yeah, I'd say, you know, I'd say mostly just build what you want to build and if you decide there's a problem you need to solve, then go and try and figure out what that problem is. And yeah. people lead you to say, oh, you need to, there's a little bit of, uh, you need to know about linear algebra. And then go and, and, and read some uh, primer on linear algebra. Yeah. Or there's some probabilities on it then go read some primer on, on yeah. probability. Go just like be sport specific. Go focus on the thing it is that you want built. Yeah, you know. But anyway. Anyway, I guess that concludes my rant. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, um, it's been great to talk to you in person. Um, we've what? never done this before, but I, I've liked this. I think we should do this again. Yeah. 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 This works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I gotta I gotta get out of here. I guess I can take the I gotta take the kids, and go get some ice cream, and hit the park. Yeah. Oh, okay. and Justin, in regards to uh, any foo, I'll get the work done. You can keep your money. I guess that's a wrap. We're out.